show has started. I started recording. You don't even know how much I've started recording now. It's just in there. I don't I don't know if anyone heard that. Because our listeners love it when people eat in the mic. It's not so much it's not really a noisy sandwich though. The wrapper is noisy. It's messy. Ask Bree. What? How did you go wash your hands, Mrs.? I had I only used one napkin. This is the uh this is the New Utah podcast. It's episode ninety three. Um, this is the episode where, as Jess put it, we order a bunch of chicken and then eat it in front of a vegetarian or, or vegan. vegan. Aren't you, Yeah. Nick? Yes, I am. He's he's <laughs> looking through. How do they <laughs> I don't think I don't think a recording artist would know. So so that amazing intro music that y'all just heard. Yeah. This is the man in charge. He's the man that made that happen. For sure, for sure. There's six of you though, right? In Folk Hogan. Um, Folk Hogan. There's six of us. Did you have to get all six of them to to help out making that, or did you just kind of resample it yourself? Um, we just uh, our drummer actually works at a studio downtown, and um, or Murray actually, which is not downtown. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, close Murray. enough. They're all the same, right? Yeah, he works at a studio, and he was able to cut it and loop it. Nice, nice. I mean, that's kind of what I did. I just stole what Jess stole and adjusted it even more but she made a she made a good loop uh initially just splicing a couple of pieces together from the song but we were we had the play and it's gone now it's over nick's oh yeah we had his new record playing in the back yeah so this is nick passy by the way uh, we talk about nick frequently on the show um he is going to join us today, uh, and thankfully, because his band decided to ditch him, uh, <laughs> we have him for the evening. We've got him for the full episode. So, yeah, uh, I'm he, here. He was trying to look through the the stories and stuff that we printed out, um, but uh, we'll we'll spend some time talking to Nick and uh, doing some other things. Um, how's everyone's weekend? Also, I got a story for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving this one. Okay, so <clears throat> Saturday morning. We're doing the Saturday morning thing like you do, cleaning, getting stuff ready. Does that include a trip to Savers, by the way? Because you always seem to send me pictures of shit from Savers. Not usually Saturday morning. That's usually Saturday afternoon oh, okay. or Friday night. That's like mm-hmm. that's like post-chores <laughs> adventure time? Yes. Well, because you got to gather up all the shit in your house that you're going to take to Savers. So anyway, we're... You have stuff to take every week to Savers? He has like 20 kids. What do you think? He has four <laughs> kids. Four that's kids. A, when you get above two, that's three. Three of which are teenage girls. When they outnumber the adults, yeah, my kids. It's I have many. two teenage girls, and they don't give away that much stuff. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing our thing, and the sixteen-year-old is told to go take care of some chores, and for whatever reason, she decides for the first time in the ten years that I've had my weights that she's going to curl my thirty-five pounder. Curls at once, drops on her big toe. <gasps> oh, no. Cracked her big toe. You know what, though? Serves her right for uh, doing exactly. something so stupid. So, being <laughs> being the mean person that I am. I was going to say, you and I are probably on the same <laughs> wavelength of how this situation She had to work, out. and she's like, am I going to, sh- should I call in? I'm like, no, you're not going to call oh, in. She's the one that works at the grocery store, yeah. too, right? I'm like, you're not going to call in. You're going to work. And I'm like, that was the <laughs> stupidest thing you just did. She's like, well, what if it's broken? So at this point, we didn't know it was broken. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's broken. you got to be working in an hour. So I load her up. I take her to work, knowing full well what was going to happen. So she's at work. Like, I'm not even home from dropping her off. They said I can't work because it might be broken, and then if I fall, and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so we do, we do end up taking her to 
the ER, and sure enough, the whole big toe bone is split from tip to knuckle. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yep, because it mm. smashed it. Did that? Did they have to do surgery or can? No. Well, like, so I so that can can you? Not really. So if it would have splintered, then they would have had to go in there and dig around and stuff. But no, it just it just split it like a chicken bone. Whoa! Wow. So now they just splint that sucker up and not even splint. Really? Nope. Does she have like a walking cast or anything? Got crutches. Just keep weight off of it. It's the big toe. If it was a small toe, they could tape it to one of the other toes. But it's the big toe, and it's like, oh man, sucks to be. So she's got like (laughs) she's got like two to three months of just terrible. Yeah, and and next month is her um, orchestra tour in Seattle. Oh (laughs) no! I don't think they walk that much there. (laughs) I got to be honest. Like I said, you know. Uh, her fault, right? Like she gets what that's ah, probably a little much then. It's a bit much, but yeah. Anyway, that's that was our weekend. We got and, to And I don't know that I would have made her go to work. I'm not that <laughs> big. Well, we didn't know it was broken at the time. But my point was, no, you're not you did something stupid, you're not getting out of it. But they they turned right around and sent her home, which I was pretty sure they were going to. But well yeah, it's a liability. If she hurts herself while at work, then she knows workers comp and they gotta pay right. all that crap. So So anyway, that was my <coughs> I watched rugby for the first time <laughs> in my life this weekend. Lacrosse. Oh, lacrosse. I, I put rugby on the show notes, too. I watched lacrosse. Oh, I, I didn't even look. I've actually watched oh, rugby. I've actually watched rugby on TV. Eh? You watched like lacrosse. Rugby's yeah. like football with no pads. Uh, they have lacrosse is like hockey, pads. not on ice. Yeah. yeah. Lacrosse is like field hockey, but on not on the ground. Like a not fun ice capades. It's actually really cool. I actually <laughs> enjoyed watching it. Yeah, once I kind of got the once I kind of got the thing down, like the rules down a little bit, uh, it wasn't so bad. It was cold as shit, and it was up at Brighton. I just had my jacket, my stadium jacket. It? It was awesome. Yeah. So Sean's boyfriend. Oh, I thought you uh, like watched it on TV or something. Nope. I don't think they put lacrosse on TV. We don't really have ESPN eight the Ocho. <laughs> I mean that's that's a fake thing <laughs> where they show professional dodgeball tournaments. That does that's not really a thing. What's the what's that what's that Spanish? Channel? Tele- Telemundo. Telemundo that yeah. shows all that stuff. I don't know if I've ever seen no. a Hispanic person play lacrosse. It's usually, rich kids from the northeast. Well, so that's what I thought. Like that <laughs> was that's rich no, kids no, 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 from no, the east. But it's, but it's not. That's not the case. So I actually thought. That it was, because growing up, I'd never seen anyone play, and every time I heard of it, I was always some jackass at, like, Princeton or something. Turns out Utah's got really good lacrosse teams, like, across all spans, women to men, and a lot of And I think this is only the second or third year that it's been part of the actual high school sports association. It's not even part of it yet. Not until next year. uh, 2018, 2019. I think it's been around for about six years, at least, though, because it's been around since Cassie started high school, and she's been graduated for two years. Most most of the schools have had club teams. So Uh, does Juan Diego have, like, a club team? Mm -hmm. They all do. They have a junior and a senior varsity. Hmm. And a freshman team. And a lot of the schools apparently have lacrosse teams. And basically, it's um, less hitting than football. Although, I got to say, like that, that they would just be... just whack at each other with sticks. Don't that's... they fling that little ball like 200 miles an hour? Yeah, but it, they fling it into another net that someone else... It's like, you remember the Not scoop... Not throwing at each other. You remember the scoop game that you yeah, had with the like... Do you remember the scoop game with like the, the long scoop and it had the ball and you just like hucked it and it went up and around and then you would catch it in the other one? Uh-huh. It's like that. With a longer stick. But with a longer stick. And you can hit the people. Yeah, that you can just fucking hit people <laughs> with. If you've got the ball. Anywhere between here and here. Like I watch them. I'm watching them and like dude gets the ball and then instantly there's like three people just like smacking him with their sticks <laughs> trying to get the ball out. I'm like, holy shit. 
So it's and they, like, they don't wear like really good pads either. Like they have elbow pads, but like, nothing like on their. Yeah, I'm pretty sure their arms are like bruised. Yeah, all twisted hell. hockey. And they have like a crisscross like chest pad, but it's not like it's. You know, Brie, crisscross will make you jump. Jump. Oh my God, Daddy Mac will okay. make you jump. So anyway, they had this crisscross <laughs> pad, and that's that's like about it. But it was really cool to watch, <laughs> and we had donuts on a we had donut kebabs. Oh donuts God. on a stick. So this is probably yeah. the best thing of the whole thing. So we're we're sitting there. We get there a couple minutes into the first the first quarter. Um, we sit down, and the announcer is like, "Don't forget, there's donut kebabs down on the east end of the field." Blah blah blah. And then like a couple minutes later, mm, donut kebabs. Don't forget to go get your donut kebabs. And fresh like donut every kebabs. five minutes, the yeah, whole like, game. They just brought me donut kebab up here, and it's delicious. Is it you just a donut be- hole on a stick? No, no they're, they're little teeny tiny donuts. So have you ever been to, they're, they're about the size of like the donuts, the little baby donuts, but they're yeah. fresh. They make them uh, fresh. Like we the watched them. There's a special ones. machine. The little pucks at the gas station. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then flops them out. Have you ever been, have you ever been to like a wharf, like out in San Francisco and they'll have the little shacks that do the hot donuts? I have not, but so I'll take your word for it. They basically just have a little machine that drops a batter in donut shape and then it Floats so it coats on it cooks on one and side and then it and goes into a little basket and flips over and cooks on the other side and then goes into a little basket and flips it out of the machine. But it was really funny because you just kept advertising for it and then it worked because I went and got some. <laughs> we go. got we got cinnamon and sugar and what was the kind that you got? Maple bacon. Maple ba- maple bacon. Was what? that a fundraiser they were doing? Uh, it was just a just a food truck they had for just there some for the game. It was, yeah, to be fair, it was a food trailer. What's the what's the function of the kebab? Why just an easy handling thing? So it was just a long stick that held them together. I mean, okay, I don't know because it wasn't easy to eat because the cinnamon and sugar was all gathered in the paper. So you had to be really careful not to dump the cinnamon and sugar. Did they put them in a basket or were they out of? Well, Chris had them in a basket. They had them in a basket too. Um, I think I would want mine in a basket. Yeah, I don't know. The kebab seemed fine though. I don't. Like the I kebab was fine. I can imagine walking around eating them out of a kebab, but every time I've eaten them before, they've come in a little pouch, like a little, like yeah. a fry bag, basically. Yeah. A sack. Yeah, a little paper sack, a satchel of donuts. <laughs> but the the maple ones were like the re- the they weren't like maple frosted like a maple bar. They had maple syrup on them, so it was a donut with maple syrup, little bits of bacon, and whipped cream. And then the cinnamon sugar ones were just rolled in cinnamon and sugar. Now I want donuts from Donuts and Deli, the best donut shop on the planet. <laughs> God, they're so good. Hey, vegan donuts, have you had them? Big have O. Have you been to Big O? Oh, yeah, Big O, yeah. But don't eat Every the rose ones. They're gross. There's rose donuts there? Yeah, it tastes like perfume. Well, that's rose water. That's what rose water mm. tastes like. It was horrible. <laughs> but their pumpkin one and their s'mores one and their key lime one, they're so delicious. Yeah. Every once in a while, someone will accidentally bring those into work. Accidentally. A well, vegan one? Because they don't realize it's a vegan donut shop. Yeah. They're like, look, we got oh. these donuts from this place, Big O. And then I just kind of guard them, and before anyone touches, I go, they're vegan. And they're, you know, shy away. Well, that's the best like a whole <laughs> box of donuts. <laughs> that's that's the best thing. You're it's like, oh, it's vegan, and everyone <laughs> suddenly is turned <laughs> off in the thought of eating it. Whereas, like, so here's the thing, you know, when you eat it, and I don't eat donuts very often because of this. When you eat a donut, you get like that pasty, like greasy feel in your mouth. These don't have that at all. They're so delicious. Like they're just, and you can, and when you eat a donut, you feel like really full and heavy. No, not with these. You can just keep eating them, huh? Would you say that? Yeah, I, th- I think I can eat a couple of them, but they're expensive. <laughs> they are so expensive. See, that's the that's the thing. They're is more expensive than Ruby Snap cookies. Yeah. Wow. wow. It's like five bucks a donut. 
It's like three bucks, I think. Ish, yeah. Ish. yeah. For a big one. Shit, so they're really splurging when they get yeah. they're, they're they're screwed. Splurging. Here's the thing. They like, go, when you go in and you and your donuts cost that much, doesn't that like give you a little inkling of like why the hell do my donuts cost this much? Because they're designer donuts. Yeah. Well, so I'm I'm guessing that the same person doesn't generally bring in vegan donuts twice ever. No. no. <laughs> she slowly know. works because they're like, oh, there's a donut shop. I should stop and get some donuts for work. And Drop they order fifty them. bucks on a dozen. Well, donuts. that's just it. They order you know two dozen donuts for the office, and they're yeah. like. Oh, it's uh, $87. And they're like, fuck me, what? <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, you don't want to be like, uh, can can we just put those back? You just hmm. you just suck it up and eat the cost. And you take them into work. And you're like, I brought donuts for everyone. And then, you know. And then Nick Passy says, these Nick's are like, vegan donuts. Yeah, now these are vegan. And then now he nobody has even wants donuts, donuts of his own. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is funny, right? Because vegan donuts aren't that much different than regular donuts, no, right? So. Like, what, what, what really is the difference? Because... No oil, I'm guessing. Maybe. No. I guess Most it donuts depends. are fried in a vegetable oil are they? anyway. Yeah. Huh. Is it egg? Egg and maybe milk. Yeah, but I, I don't, don't even think I don't even think you use eggs in that many donuts. Maybe it's, milk. Seems like a lot of the seems like a lot of the donuts I've had in my life are really airy and fluffy and yeah. they like they don't have thirty ingredients in them. No, yeah. yeah. The best ones aren't. Mm. Now I will say this the best mm. donut on the planet is a tr- is a real French cooler. Which is pretty much all eggs, so mm. you could never duplicate that from a vegan. Yeah, but I'd like to see what uh the uh, right here on ninth at Passion Flower what she could do because mm. they uh there's maybe you should give her that challenge. Not not far from where we're at, there's actually a vegan pastry place, and she makes croissants, which is one of those things. It's like there's no way you can do this without butter. I wish I had just recorded your reaction wow. to that. Well, <laughs> that's I mean that's part of what makes a croissant. That's how you get I, the flaky I know. layers. You get all butter. the yeah, all the layers of butter and dough and butter and dough. And she, I mean, she went to actual pastry school and all that kind of stuff. She's She's got the credentials to back up. What's it called? But um, It's called Passion Flower. Flower, F-L-O-U-R. It's, mm, it's a bit of a it's pun. on the north side of the road. It's a play on words. That's clever. Yeah, it's not far from... This secret location at all? Oh, we're at James's house. <laughs> we're it's not, not bountiful. Secret. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're downtown at James's house. Um, <laughs> the new thing, the new thing this time around is the stamps. Were they there you last time? E- you didn't even see the actual new thing. Oh, look, a star. That <laughs> no, the best new oh, thing is, is that Sebastian that is, awesome. is free of the kitchen. It's true. Sebastian <laughs> is free. And look, he's not even bothering us. He's just hanging out he's, with you. He's totally awesome. That's where he's always at, isn't it, James? Oh, yeah, that's yep. what I thought. Is that a BB-8 controller? It's for that guy right there. All right, that's awesome. <laughs> I may or I think may we not just be lost playing our producer. with that later. Don't worry. <laughs> I might be taking that for a spin. <laughs> it's gone now. There's a there's like a two-foot BB-8 over there for me to play with. So For you to play with. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he purchased it just That was you. the condition to coming here. New <laughs> things every every time. Well, the little, this stuff is all done. Look, it's roofed. It's 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 yeah, it's weather tight just done. in time for the storm. The diner's done. Do you ever do you ever put fake snow on it? <laughs> just to celebrate the season. That would be kind of fun though. You know, like the snow in a can. <laughs> flock trees. Well, you know, flock to people. You know the, 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 the fake snow in a can that you can get that like flops up with water and just then dries out. Just the little out. mica flakes. Yeah, there you go. And then you could just vacuum yeah, them all. Then you just got to make sure that the figurines aren't like susceptible to a you know. 
<laughs> Next time you get something with uh, packing peanuts in it, just run them through the food processor. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And then to pick them up, you just have to get something staticky and they'll all stick to the static. I don't even think you need anything staticky at that point. <laughs> just put your hand down. Are there those environmental peanuts that like you can dissolve in your mouth if you wanted to? So they're gross. I've they been. are gross, but I'm sure you could find some keller, ke- little carolers, little figurines that the savers or di to put up there, and then they're caroling. I'm always on. I'm always on the lookout for them. So Chris wants a Christmas village. I don't yeah. have anywhere to put a Christmas At a Legos village. Or just like a real Christmas village. Like real, a real Christmas one? village. I'm actually considering. Uh, Di and, and Savers shopping for various pieces of said village. They have them. You need to like come down to the Treasures Antique Mall. They have tons. I really want to go. Except you pay full price. Yeah, full price, my ass. The Antique Mall charges me more than they fucking sold for originally. <laughs> They're like Probably. a dollar at Savers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but they, they don't might have be like the 1950s little and they might Japanese be like chip paper or houses. No, but they do have racist decanters. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they Tequila do. decanter and shaped like Mexicans with a sombrero. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I love these things. This is this is uh, this is devolving. It is. It's devolving. Quickly. After what our a tw- shock, our twenty-five minute intro. That's the way it should be. It hasn't even been twenty minutes yet. Our twenty-minute intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, Lots of stuff still going on in the legislature. Uh, legislator, I don't know how to say yes, it. Yes, you said it right. You have me, you have me like so worried I'm going to fuck it up now uh, that I question myself every time. Last time, when Jess was keeping track, she was totally correct. You only messed up one time. I was so very proud of you. I was trying hard since you weren't there. Um, so what, now you're not going to try hard? <laughs> nah, I've used all my energy on that, so uh, we're done with that. <laughs> um, what about events, Jess? Do we have anything happening? Uh, yeah, you have your first home game with Real this weekend. Woo-hoo-hoo. I'm glad you were there to remind me about that. I totally would have forgot. Guess what we did though? <laughs> did you really? No, hell no. We do you have your Do you have your shield shirt on that I made you? I do. That's I do. Awesome. We have a we have another home game on the 17th as well. Um, Real Salt Lake is doing this really cool thing though. Um, they're doing this uh, three pack of tickets. You can get a uh, home game, uh, the home opener for RSL for the Monarchs and for the Royals. Uh, which are the three professional soccer teams now uh, owned by Deloitte Hansen. For like 35 bucks, you can get a ticket to all three games. Pretty cool deal, I think. Um, but you should go to the home opener. We had a we had a really good first game of the season. You won. No, we Except did not. No, oh, we tied. We had an own hey, goal. Hey, here's the thing. I'm not going to talk about it anymore since you already know. So. Well, it's also for the other people, I guess. But we got jerseys. We got our new jerseys. Woo-woo. I have, I have and I got a new jacket. Yeah. And a new scarf. Mm-hmm. And we got, got a light switch cover. We got a light switch cover for my office. It's just all we spent like $400 and we got a 15. That was with our 15% discount. And a couple items on clearance. <laughs> mm-hmm. The jerseys are the expensive thing. They're, they're, they're pricey. But I wear it a lot. Like I cycle I only wear mine to games. I, I, have a, I wear it a lot. Almost wore one today. Um, okay, what else besides RSL home opener? To the last flea bit. Uh, the last flea bitten what? Who? What? I missed something there. The, the last urban flea market uh, of the winter season down at the Gateway on Sunday from 10 to 4. Do they have flea circuses there at the flea market? A flea circus would be so cool. I can't say that James and I have ever seen a flea circus at the flea market. True. We haven't looked. Okay. Do you take your dog? Because I wouldn't look if you took your dog. 
knows. What did he say? He said maybe he carries a flea circus with him. <laughs> I mean, I think he would probably act a little more agitated. It's like Bugs Life. But <laughs> okay, sorry. I didn't mean. I did mean to interrupt. I'm not gonna lie. You're good. So, just a reminder: we did talk about these events last week. Um, at the Olympic Oval is the Junior World Speed Skating Championships this weekend on the 9th and 11th. That is free, and then but it on happens fast. Yes. So don't miss it. Um, and then on the Will 10th. Will you put the fucking dad jokes away? 10th, no. <laughs> Seriously. Um, the 10th, we talked about how the USU Extension up in Kaysville is going to do a beginning beekeeping course. 20 bucks, 10 are to you, 1. Are you going to go? To the course? No. But we are going to get bees. We've decided we're going to do bees. So I need to get them mm-hmm. ordered this week. And I've been, I've been invited to help keep the bees. He's going to help. At least once or twice, I'll do it. We'll see what happens. If you got you gotta do it once or twice. Well, you gotta do it once at the beginning, and then once when you harvest. Yeah, I want to definitely do that. And and I, you know, I need to go over to your house to meet Rocky officially. Try it since you haven't met him. No, had for almost six months. <laughs> has he eaten a chicken yet? No, they're a lot bigger than he is, though. He's yeah. he's about the size of um, Chopper or a little smaller. Have you let the chickens out free range with both dogs out? Who let free the range? chickens out? To see what would happen if the chickens could split them up? Uh, as long as the dogs are on their chains, yes. I said free range for So both. not free range with both of them, no. You got to try it. See what happens. <laughs> see what happens. I mean, it's a, you've got a couple older chickens that are probably just going to get thrown in the dumpster anyway, right? Eventually. Yeah. Or do, you, do you have some that aren't laying anymore? I've got a... It's hard to tell who is and who isn't, but I've got a couple that are older that if I had to guess... Don't talk about chicken killing in front of Nick. We already ate chicken it's, in front of him. Look, it's natural. It's not. It like was already he, killed. He, these chickens are treated humanely, except for when Ebo finds one on its own. But that's not his fault. That's the dog's fault. The dog's a dog. He's going to eat a chicken. Of course, he hasn't killed anything in probably two years. He's too fat now. Probably. He is. Well, like, and last year that surgery kind of just took it out of him. Took it out of him. He's put on a lot of weight. I think he's a little depressed. Yeah, you got You you brought in a younger, more spry. A younger model. Yeah. <laughs> Did Chris knows. tell you that in in April we're watching the Pug family? The whole family. Yeah. Yeah, they're not all coming to the house. Five. Four. 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 Yep. Only <laughs> Nick. Nick wants it. All of a sudden, I'm, all of a sudden, I'm well, in the conversation. You're again. like, oh, you guys are talking about pugs now, not wiener dogs. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I love a pug. Have you ever seen a pug skull? It's uh, quite disturbing, actually. A pug so, what? A pug so skull. Anyway, a pug the, skull. The, oh. the pugs are, are, the old one, Pickles, is the one that we're going to bring to our house. And then we're leaving the other three that are not as amicable at uh, their house. And then we'll just, just go, go check on it. Yeah. Because it's just Friday, Saturday, and I think they're back on Sunday. So The others, they have their own like palace anyway, their own yeah, yeah, they have their own door. They've got their own room. Stuff. Furniture. and. Isn't that you creepy? can laugh out loud. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, is, Chris is showing pug me skull. Pug yeah, just skull. Google yeah, I mean, it. it. Look is, at the image results. It is weird. Like the the shape of the skull. It's like round and then jaw. You, you know, someone's There's gonna no find one of that and call it an alien. And well, no. What is hole. that little character? It's a cartoon character. He has a little body and a green head, and he he's like a piranha on a like he's on a he's a kids cartoon character. That's gonna say Invader like. Zim, but that's not. He like the dog that's on Despicable Me. Maybe. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe he's not green. I don't know. But that's what he reminds me oh, of. Oh, on um, Megamind, his assistant, his 
minion, his assistant minion. Looks just like that. Megamind, look at it. Maybe that's the one. <laughs> I'm Googling okay. it. Megamind. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to continue his to talk about events minion. while you do that then. So... <clears throat> might actually get through them. I know, right? Um, coming up is St. Patrick's Day, which is super fun, I guess. Sorry. If you're if you're partially Irish like Brie, or you're real Irish <laughs> like She's Peter. She's fucking yes, Irish. I am. She's British. I'm Irish. I'm, I'm picking the Irish part. You can pick whatever you want. It's not true. But you it don't just, know that. Okay, look, it does confirm what I've been saying all along, that they're all the fucking same place. Dude, you don't know that. Even 23andMe can't distinguish between Ireland it, and Britain. It, but it does <laughs> It does distinguish between Ireland and Scotland, dorkish. No, because Scottish people are British people. It's all the same. Oh, my God. And they're Irish. They're all living on islands out in the middle of the fucking Atlantic. <laughs> yes, they are. In and the Hawaiians. So Hawaiians <laughs> don't live anywhere near them. They're halfway across the world. They're on an island. Literally. And they look very different and act very different. Of course, I suppose <laughs> Australia's an island too. And they speak like British. They've got that same general accent. Well really? <laughs> Do you, I don't can I I can't even talk about that right now. <laughs> Let's move on really? with events. Okay. So okay. first things first. You're unbelievable. Um on the sixteenth. 17th and 18th is a tattoo convention that comes to Salt Lake every year. So in the past, and I wasn't really going to talk about this because it gets big billboard advertising and all kinds of buses and stuff like that. But I remember a tattoo artist telling me, don't go to those because they're crappy and it takes away business from a local tattoo artist. But then I was looking through the list of the artists, and there are a lot of local shops that are represented. And so I called our friend Sam, who joined us a couple months ago, and I said, hey, what do you think about this? And he said, well, those shops that are on there, everything's an invite. And our shop hasn't been invited because we're not in with the in crowd. (laughs) And so we just kind of talked a little bit about why somebody would go to one of these conventions. And the good part about it is it's a great place for the artists to network. Then they can go guest shop, um, do guest spots in these shops all around the country because they have people from Brooklyn, from Hawaii, from Nevada. Um, I didn't go through every single shop. There were just a couple that I clicked on. And so... But can I say one thing? Tattoos are trashy, all right? (laughs) Yes, they are. I am full of trash. (laughs) Um, and James so James isn't going to invite you back in his house. <laughs> Anyways, Look at, he didn't have, so do you have any privileges? Do you have any tattoos? <laughs> oh, you oh. just lost your. Does he have any privileges. tattoos? Yeah. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> I don't look. I'm not looking you up and down for tattoos every time I come over. <laughs> I checked him out. He's got them. James just showed me his tramp stamp. It's Jeremy, unbelievable. Jeremy's checking James out. <laughs> I noticed his tattoos the first time we came over. So something else that's a positive about it is for somebody looking to get a tattoo, it's a great place to maybe somebody you're following on Instagram or Facebook or whatnot that you've been following their work. You don't have an opportunity to travel, but for to set something up with them when they come here. So that's So don't go there to get a cool. tattoo, though. Well, you can. I mean, it's no different than going to shop. But, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're interested, contact those artists now because they don't always leave spaces open during the convention. And they probably use Some do. Some will leave spots, but most of them book ahead of time. Like when they had all the tattoo artists for Comic-Con, uh, was it last year? Um, all those artists were booked up. Well, and you, Except you, for like well, maybe two that just did at, walk-ins, as a tattoo, strictly walk-ins. As a tattoo artist coming to a show, 
that's how you make your money back. And so if you don't have a full schedule booked up, the chances of you maybe not doing a full schedule of tattoos, you know, you're, you're probably you're probably going to run a higher risk of that and then you lose money. And I, I feel like, James, you went to one, didn't you? How, did you feel that all of the artists were, like, busy or were there people that were taking walk-ins? <laughs> now you have to you come have over You have to come over talk. to the mic so we can hear you. Oh, <laughs> okay, so he said 50, it's about 50-50. So, and I, and I, that's what Sam said. He said some people do set it up that way so that they have the opportunity if people walk in to take but that. A good so, tattoo, they they do all of their homework and they do the the sketches and you. But some people don't them. care about that. Like some people don't want to walk in and be like. Yeah, well, they, I just want a dolphin. Yeah. So yeah. flash tattoos. Dolphin. T- temp, so stars <laughs> on your lower back. <laughs> right. Tribal bands Star on your Star on your elbow. You know, sol- solid black well, ink. Big <laughs> heart with mom really cool in it. One that was a rose that the stem went through the elbow. It was so cool. Anchors, yeah. Anchors. Well, the, the cross on my neck was only 45 minutes. Yeah. That's mom way hearts. too artistic. Do people though. do a lot of mom hearts still? Probably. Yeah. James says yes. Just writing. Just <laughs> writing. Just a little quote you, on your boob. Do you have tattoos? I I have no tattoos. He agrees with me. Tattoos are trashy. I I I'm actually getting, I'm getting ready to get my I'm, next one. I'm conflicted because I I really like tattoos and everything. In, they have in vegan ink. Everything. Yeah. No, no. No. There's there's no there's there's no reason I shouldn't have tattoos. I just don't <laughs> have them. Yeah. They don't make them like out that. of cow's blood, so you're good. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's, it's not a great diet. It tends to dissipate quickly. I love so, I love art and I love thing. When the you people that work see in that something industry. That you want to get, you'll know. Yeah, you'll do, know. Do you like pain? Yes. There you go. Well, then how do you not have a tattoo? I don't know. And honestly, um, a whole sleeve if you like it. The, it's it's really just come down to I'm always spending my money on other stuff. Mm. That is a good. And it's just reason. not a it's not a high priority. <laughs> Pay rent, get a tattoo, and. If I'm gonna do it, I'm I'm all in. It's not gonna be a cheap tattoo. No, he's like, I'm doing full body. Here's yeah. the thing, though: the instant you get one tattoo, it will become a priority to get another one. Yes. It like does. the only yes. reason that I don't have more isn't because of money. It's because like I can't decide what I want to get. I wouldn't say it's not a, like a priority. It's just yeah, it's just finding. It is like, a priority for me to not get a tattoo because <laughs> you're a wimp. Yeah. Yep. Okay, anyway, so moving on. Well, I think <laughs> it's important to talk about that. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is important to talk about that convention because I'm sure... Well, it is. I'm and there are a lot of good... Like, Black Thumb is represented. James has gotten tattoo there. I've gotten tattooed by one of their artists. Painted Temple, which is one of the most decorated... Um, no weird they use pun a lot intended. Of, they use a lot like of the Austin Jones, who works for Painted Temple, has always gets like the best tattoo artists in Salt Lake. So like, there are great shops that are going to be there. Um, but also remember that there are also great shops that aren't going to be there. Ooh, hand poke tattoos like a uh, traditional <laughs> we call Hawaiian. Those. We call those prison tattoos. Prison tattoos. <laughs> no. They actually, if you bring them a ballpoint pen and a paper clip, they will forge the tattoo gun <laughs> <What>? for you. <laughs> was I watching that he got like a face ramen, tattoo? Half a can hilarious. of Spam. Yeah, that's their payment. That's their payment. Yeah. So. You can only pay them in cigarettes. Just a half a can of Spam, though. Two not spoons, the whole can. a needle, and a rubber band. 
MacGyver will fashion a bomb out of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what I was going to say is I'm sure the Utah State Legislature is going to find a way to fucking to get, shut that that down. get that convention out yeah. of here. You shut those, no, it's been here for a long time. This is, I think this is so the 17th so is the year. Expo. Yeah, Outdoor Expo was here for like 20 <laughs> fucking years. Nobody cares. <laughs> That's true. ORE, man, they were like, get the fuck out of Jesus bitches. doesn't want you to get a Hold on. Like, we'll give you a million late. dollars if you stay. They're Jesus like, fuck you, me. Denver likes its yeah. outdoors. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of new conventions popping up. Yeah, you to gotta try and void. fill. You gotta try and fill that space. So hopefully they'll. And you can only do so many gun shows. You get to the point where it's like uh, another gun. I what? didn't get shot at the gun show this weekend. I was gonna ask you about that. How did it go? Good. But you weren't in I'm the gun show. I'm still smelling fumes, but I'm good. <laughs> you weren't in the gun show. You were on the car side. So no yes. robberies. No one got a gun and robbed you guys. No. No, no straight But there bullets. were some really cool cars this year. And a lot of them sold, so that was good. That's good. That's yeah. good. But yeah, there are a lot of, and the gun shows never happen at South, South or at Salt Palace. They're always at Southtown, you know, because there's more radicalized uh, conservatives <laughs> out there. And Draper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of them. Well, I mean, it's much more liberal downtown, and those guys won't pay for parking, so. <laughs> 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 Nick's Nick like, is making mm, his thinking face. I think he's right, actually. I don't, mm. I don't know that there are any at the South South Salt Salt Palace. Salt Jeez, Palace. I cannot fucking talk to them. <laughs> but so let's get back to St. Patrick's Day because it's super important. We didn't. We weren't there. How do we get yeah, back? Yeah, no, to uh, it? we're back. We're circling we're the wagons. Yeah, we are. Okay, tattoos this are over my here. Hey, this is, is, is my heritage. It's the same weekend. So first of all, St. Patrick's Day. Put on by the Hibernian Society, right? Um, it's on 2nd South and 5th East, and it goes to Regent Street, so you can be in the parade and then go wait in line and get Pretty Bird. Perfect plan on St. Patrick's Day, right? Just go to Pretty Bird first, because there's probably going to be a long line. That'll be, I think there'll be a long line either way. So that goes from 10 to 1. And then you can go over to Mount West Cider, because they're having their fourth, their, I guess it's like a biannual Fourth West Fest, and they it goes from 11 to 6, um, Mount West Cider, Red Rock, and they're going to also have Tullamore Dew Whiskey as one of the sponsors for this. And so you can have cider, beer, and whiskey all at the same time. Will and they, you won't even remember where you're at. Beer? Reindeer? Uh, green beer? I'm sure green beer. Oh, will. green beer. I'm sure they will have some <laughs> stupid gimmicky shit like that. Here's I don't think thing. so. They haven't advertised it. You know, my, my problem with a day like St. Patrick's Day is it's like amateur hour. <laughs> yes, you talked about us <laughs> last year. Because it is. Every time you go into a bar on St. Patrick's well, Day. Well, that's why you don't go to a bar. That's why you go over to Mount West Cider and hang out with the food trucks and the live music and all the local vendors that are going to be there. That's a good idea. And, they and cool people. And they shut down at 6, which is long before the drunks really hit the streets, so... Well, that's when you make a plan. So starting Friday, you can either go to Ogden to see the Wicked Tinkers, which they're awesome. And, you know, it's Celtic music. I'm not going to say it's Irish or Scottish because they do both the Scottish festival and Irish stuff. So, um, Or you can go to talk about Molly Greens. What is that like a... We're talking about uh, Saturday, the seventeenth. Proper, yeah. Oh, yeah. Friday, Sorry, wait. No, Royal, Friday, the, the Royal, Royal Bliss. That's on. Sa- that's on Friday. Yeah. Let's do Friday first. Um, yeah, Full Kogan will be playing with Corey Moan and uh, Royal Bliss at the Royal. Um, is that a new? Bar? Is that a new bar? Yes, uh, fairly new. I mean, last few years. Um, Where's it at? It is 
Um, it's kind of south. It's like Murray-ish. Yeah. Ish, like 4,500 south-ish area, I believe. Is that where the French lady burned down? The French lady burned down? Yeah, a long time ago. Really? Yeah. I was left driving by that building. What are you talking about, Jerry? You don't know about the French lady? that's Murray in like 45th. Yeah. State Street. It's pink and black. and. Oh, so it's off of Van Winkle? I, is it by I that? can't remember the exact address. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up right Ninth now. East and Van Winkle. So okay, that's at yeah. 8 on Friday. But then on Saturday, you have your choice of either being at Piper Down with the Wicked Tinkers if you didn't get them in Ogden. Or you can head up to Park City to OP Rockwell and listen to Folk Hogan. Yep. yep. Oh, we'll, wait. But first you're going to be at Brighton, right? Is yeah, that... we'll be doing a Brighton performance from 3.30 to 5.30 and then packing everything up really quickly and heading... To OP Rockwell. Do you have a tour bus or a station they have a van? Fifteen down. passenger vans that Jeez. has. We take the back two seats out and we're able to fit enough. All your stuff. All of our stuff. That's, is uh, this a new van? Did you get a new van, um, or is this the broken down van? We were recently stranded in this van <laughs> as we were doing some pre-tour planning. Um, it is a bi-fuel van, so it runs on compressed natural gas or gasoline. And we had just had a bunch of work done on the van, went to fill up the compressed natural gas, and instantly heard hissing, which Uh is never a good sign. No, that's not good. So we pushed it and rolled it away, and Moses, uh, our mandolin player, took a picture of us all pushing the van. (laughs) I just want you guys to take a step back. He's got a mandolin player in the band. There's and a man- his name is Moses. <laughs> yes. Um, if you're if you're <laughs> unaware of Folk Hogan, um, I'll bring you up to speed. Uh, folk punk, six piece, drums, bass, electric guitar, mandolin, banjo, and accordion. Um, so the picture of you guys pushing the bus is that going to be like the cover of your next album? Because it should be. Totally, that would be good. Because that would be awesome. Also, <laughs> or put it on the back of like a T-shirt or something. I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that you you say that because it went up on Instagram instantly, and we got a couple people. Hey, what what's wrong with the van? Whatever, and we're, so we're just sitting at the Flying J, which is where the CNG station is, and so we go to Denny's, which is, um, you know, just killing time, letting the gas tank leak out, and um, we finally. We're joking the whole time, you know, half in misery. Like, I can't believe we have another problem with this. We just, we had just spent a thousand dollars doing Ugh. other repairs pre-tour, and this was our, this was our. Let's put all the equipment in the back of the van to make sure that we can fit everything, an extra seat, and everything in there. Go fill it up from gas, and like, just, I mean, this was supposed to be like a two-mile run. It's a three-hour tour, and it was like a, it, yeah, it turned <laughs> into a three-hour, four-hour event, and um. And so, but I'm glad we did it. I mean, a lot of bands don't have van yeah. practice. Yeah. They just do the band practice thing. And then they you get in a van both. and like cross their fingers van and like, practice. hopefully we make it to Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're joking about how, you know, when we go to start this thing up, it's surrounded in like all of these fumes and it's going to blow. Do you want to go smoke a cigarette? And, you know, just, <laughs> it, it's just, you can like imagine, Zoolander you style. can imagine how the conversation proceeds. And, and so Moses Googles a picture of van on fire and posts it. And it's not even the same van, <laughs> <laughs> but you, instantly the way that, you know, oh, sure. people see like, oh that God, in are you guys okay? Instagram and people are, 
interacting with that post. And so all of a sudden it's showing up above all the rest of the content and <laughs> it's showing up, you know, on Facebook and people still think our van burned down. <laughs> so what you do lot. is start a GoFundMe. GoFundMe. A new, right. new van, new van fund. And you'll hit your thing right. and just you go buy yourself a new yeah. van. So that's, that's as far as the joke should have gone. But Moses instead <laughs> looked on the internet for the oldest picture of himself he could find. And posted Rip Van 2002 to 2018. Rip Moses 85 to 2018. Oh, oh no. Like, like we're going to, first of all, like, <laughs> we're going to announce the death of both of them together. <laughs> and it's going to be on Instagram. And, oh, man. And, and I, I mean, six of us in a, one of those circular booths and phones just start going off. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't think anybody has Moses' mom's calling. Is he really gone? Yeah, nobody's calling him because he's dead. <laughs> so he doesn't have to deal with this shit. The thing is, is uh, there, wasn't there just one person who was like that person that and, says, "I left my phone. Can you text me or something?" Yeah. And uh, anyways, uh, eventually, like, posted a new post, like, "Hey, Moses isn't really dead." Posted a picture or whatever. Well, that's not how Facebook. No. Or Instagram work. Because that's like down at the bottom now. It used to be that's how that worked. Yeah. And so I'm just, you know, I'm just like stress drinking until like three in the morning. <laughs> I'm getting phone calls and I go to sleep for a couple hours. I wake up to my phone just completely obliterated with more. And I mean, I've got people Man. that I know that have had close friends die in the last year that are sending me messages. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> like, I know this joke isn't funny to you. <laughs> it's not funny to me. And but what do you do at that point? What do you really? do at that point? Like, and so, um, with all of my rage, I made a, I made a t-shirt that said rip Moses and it had a picture of the picture from the inst- Instagram post. And I made another one that said rip van and I wore them to the next two sh- shows that we played <laughs> on stage. I noticed that picture's not on your That's Instagram great. anymore. <laughs> it might've been deleted. Um, it looks like it was. Cause I wanted to see how many, but that totally like that could be like your, that could be your next album title even. Yeah. Rip Van. Rip Moses, Rip Van. Yeah. And, and I mean, it goes to show people are seeing, people are seeing these posts as they, as they go viral and stuff, but. But um, Moses is not dead. But Moses is not dead. He's still parting the Red Sea. And he's doing his thing. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> is, that, is he like a is he a fairly active young man in um, tour? He uh he he's married. He's been married for nine years, so I don't so I don't really know what dirty. contextual <laughs> clues that provides. Yeah, I mean really So they're almost done now. It's been nine years. That's gross, by the way. Um, That's gross. <laughs> there are certain things yeah. you should I'm avoid. So yeah, because you've never just said anything gross. So no, the van, the van didn't light on fire, and Moses isn't dead, but it does have two hundred thousand miles on it now. Oh wow, that's a lot. We drove it to L.A. two days after that and back um, for. So I'm assuming you got it fixed. Was it just a hole in the, the um, tank? Or? So I, I honestly don't know. I think they lock, knocked something loose when they were going up and down on the lifts. Oh. Um, they didn't really admit to anything. They just kind of fixed it. They're like, uh, <laughs> well, we fixed the issue. We uh, we put it on a lift. And mechanics mechanics uh, are like one of the more interesting industries because you never see someone on Facebook post, does anyone know a blank that's honest? Does yeah, anybody really. know? 
do you, do, does anybody know a web developer that's honest and isn't just going to rip me off? Does anybody know? Uh, <laughs> does, does anyone know? Does anyone know a baker that isn't going to rip me off? Yeah, does anyone for this know bread? a doctor that's not going to fuck me over? Like, yeah, <laughs> like that's true. I never thought about it yeah. like that, but that is a. That's like that's Strange. like that's like attorney. Oh my god! So we're at. Uh, did I tell this story about the uh, the estate attorney for Bree's grandmother? I don't. So we're don't at this. Know. We're at this. So Bree's Bree's uncle Dennis is uh, he's he had a traumatic brain injury when he was younger, uh, and I'm guessing in, in part as a result. Now that he's older, he's suffering from pretty serious dementia. Um, so we're at this this meeting with this estate attorney downtown for Breach Grandma's estate, and the attorney comes in, and Dennis, like, he rem- he remembers some people uh, fairly well, and he's got, like, memories from all throughout his, you know, childhood and stuff, but this guy comes in, and he starts fucking crooks, all just trying to take Lawyers are crooks. Lawyers are, and, and we're all just laughing our asses off. And his wife's like, Den, Den, Den. Den, stop Den. <laughs> Because the attorney's right next to him. He's like, how are you, Dennis? He's like, you're all fucking crooks. <laughs> <laughs> so the attorney understands, but it's still funny as hell. Well, it, it's true. Like, the guy's telling stories. Okay, he's billing. By the hour. And so finally Chris is like, um, Bree has to go back like, to yeah, work. We got shit to do. We have real lives. We can't just sit here like, for hours while you bullshit. Why don't you just... Uh, and then his math was wrong. Like it was, Chris was like double checking his math. Like, my yeah, cousin. And, and Oh my God, it was terrible. <laughs> that's why your mom asked me to go. Uh, <sighs> so anyway, yeah, mechanics, that's weird. So I, I will say this. I'll, I'll plug a local mechanic shop. Um, Excel Automotive is hands down the best mechanic in the valley. Uh, and I've used quite a few and never been disappointed with those guys they're always upfront and honest uh, they'll tell you if a problem really doesn't matter and you can wait or if you really need to get it fixed or if you have like a screw that somebody missed putting in they'll drive to the store and buy you a screw and then yeah. say yeah this screw was like five dollars well to be fair it wasn't a screw it was a bolt securing on Whatever a brake caliper um, but yeah so they're they're fantastic uh, so if you want a good mechanic shop and they don't they don't pay us. We haven't talked to them. They're just they're just fantastic. Um, but yeah, that is that is true. Like I will never fucking go to a Midas because they are scam artists. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple stories where they mm. tried to do shit and that that was totally Firestone's weird. another one. It's crazy Bastards. how unethical <laughs> they are. Well, fuck Firestone had the whole problem with their tires too. It's mm. pretty sad when that's all you do is sell tires. Anyway. <laughs> Back to events. If you're gonna be good at one nope. thing. It's like when Kentucky Fried Chicken it? runs out of chicken. They did. Um, so they did. so Folk Hogan on the fifteenth and or on the sixteenth and on the seventeenth and two and times two on the seventeenth. I don't know how the fuck you guys are getting from Brighton Folk, to Park City and Folk Hogan. not Com. pulling your hair out. Oof, it's gonna be. A They're drive. not so they're going, going to put natural gas. Is this like the? Is this seriously? Is this like the big busiest month of the year? For definitely, you guys? definitely because of the sound. Um, we're not like officially. An Irish you're not rock like band. Drop, dropkick not, Murphy. We're not. We're not like we don't. We don't play like Irish standards or anything like that. But because of the the sound of the band, it definitely is in that. It's in that realm. And there's not a lot of local Irish punk bands. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a couple, but there, there's only so many of you guys to go around. Yeah, there's also you know 
so many bars and they all want to have live music and well, of course because it's one of the biggest days so, of the year for yeah. a bar. so it's a really big day for us you guys should sing wild rover and then you'd be cool it's also a big day for shepherd's pie corned beef and cabbage yeah. <laughs> and green beer this is the dumbest fucking thing ever <laughs> the green beer thing is just stupid if you want to be like a real irishman go get some scotch or a stout N- no <laughs> get guinness <laughs> Yeah, oh, didn't you listen Guinness. to Peter's last um, <laughs> last podcast? He, that's all he talked about was drinking Guinness at Ascot. Really? Yeah, he posts pictures he about all the time. He Guinness. He loves Guinness. He likes Guinness. Mm-hmm. I think you have to to be Irish. I don't think you do. I don't like beer. Oh, crap. Maybe I really am British. Guinness <laughs> is good, though. Guinness is good beer. There is a whiskey that he drinks, too, that I'm trying to remember. Jameson? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Jameson. <laughs> No, but it's not cheap either. No, so I'm, I was gonna say, is that like their plastic bottle whiskey? No, is this it, stuff is like 120 dollars a bottle. Is it their ca- busy drink Canadian Club? <laughs> I'll get back with this you on that. So nasty, Canadian Club. It's so gross. Just stay away from Canada when it comes to whiskey. <laughs> no, there are some good. But ones it's okay if you want maple syrup. Negative. There are no good whiskeys coming out of Canada. You don't even know. Crown Royal comes out of Canada. <laughs> not that good. That is not the only whiskey that exists in Canada, okay? Okay, what uh, what else exists in Canada? Do they make maple flavored whiskey? Because that tastes like shit too. Ugh. That crown, that maple Who Crown Royal that? is so gross. Crown Royal, <laughs> it's not even good for making bacon. I'm like, oh, this might be it's good. It's been in my fucking liquor cabinet for like ten years. I haven't been in there for ten years, dude. We haven't been together for ten years. So like you have six. J.P. Weiser, Canadian Club, Pike Creek, Seagrams, Glen Brayton. Uh, Shefford, Windsor, Black Velvet, McGinnis. Okay, let me just stop you there. None of those are good. Keep going. McNaughton. You've <laughs> had all of them. Almost all of them, yes. And they are all terrible. Hmm. You've had... Uh, hold on, there's like tons of pages. You want me to keep going? Yeah, I'm guessing they put the top sellers up at the top. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be fair, no, you can Black, list Velvet, them. Black Velvet was a high-selling whiskey uh, in, in the state lists. Shenton... But so is Fireball. Those are those are way too <laughs> close to shit. It's true. It sure doesn't make it good. If we're talking about the list, and if you're talking about Kearns, you saw the, you saw the picture of the Fireball. So they, they did the they did like the the top selling beverages of last yeah. year. Fireball was like I'm sure. There's a very I I spend a lot of time in bars. As Middleton, that's no. what he likes. Middleton Rare. And there's a very like they have a very specific customer demographic it's like almost like this like <laughs> this is this is gonna be hilarious we're all gonna <laughs> drink this you're gonna hate yourself in the morning it's it's got that it's got that uh that jägermeister like yeah jokey element like nobody really drinks this but we're all going to drink it Yeah, now. no one drinks this but we're all gonna do these fucking shots of it all night long i i used to have a roommate that um would he bought a bottle of cinnamon whiskey. Um, it was like the same brand that does like the, um, I don't know. They're like something one Oh one fire. One Oh one cinnamon. Damn one Oh one. Yeah. And it might've been schnapps too. I yeah, don't know. That's what it probably was. And he, I mean, he poured this thing out and it looks like if an atomic fireball melted, <laughs> that's what it tastes like too. If you yeah. get the, if you get the hot damn, hot damn tastes, tastes like. like a melted uh-huh. cinnamon gummy bear. Yeah. I, uh, I went on a, I went on a first date, a few months back and one of the first things that she said was you know I don't really drink 
and which you know I'm fine with. I don't I don't need any extra encouragement, whatever. <laughs> but um, did you say? Well, I drink a lot. Is that going to be a problem? <laughs> <laughs> so then you're not going to be wanting I work that. in bars. Did you know that? <laughs> and um, and then later in the night after like a few beers, she's like, you have to try this drink that I love. And I'm just like, this is not going to go well. <laughs> that's that's the, I don't really drink, but I know a bunch of drinks. Yeah. And uh, oof, it was a, it was a, this was kind of post Halloween and it was a pumpkin beer where you sip down on the pumpkin beer and then you drop a shot of of uh, so like an Irish car bomb but shitty. Yeah, you <laughs> drop a shot of that. What were we talking about? Cinnamon, cinnamon whiskey, cinnamon like whiskey, fireball. 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 That's what it's called. Oof. And it's really? supposed to taste like pumpkin pie, and it just tastes like, like antifreeze, like, <laughs> like ash. Like right if you were mouth. on your way to Thanksgiving. And you put the pie in the back of like a station wagon, and there was like, and the exhaust like got into <laughs> it, and it fell on the floor. Antifreeze, and that's gross. It, I don't know. Now I've had I've had some shots that are made well that taste like oatmeal cookies and things yeah. like that that are really good, but most of the pumpkin beers are pretty vile. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm just a, I'm I'm simple. I drink like whiskey and beer, and that's about it. That's what Chris drinks. I drink a lot of different whiskeys, though. Yeah. And I mean, I drink a lot of shitty whiskey because that's what's available. And the nice stuff is nice. And I like that. You can always mix the shitty stuff. Yeah. I go to. No, you. See, and I, I just don't. I'm not in that same. In that it's, same. It's space. of that ilk of, of Josh saying, Chris, why do your Moscow mules always taste better than mine? Yeah. And Chris saying, because I use better vodka. Because he it. buys the plastic jug by yeah. the gallon. Because I buy. I buy expensive stuff that tastes better. I mean, there are cheaper things. Like, I don't buy the most expensive vodka. I love Three Olives. I think it's a really good vodka. And it's relatively reasonably priced. It's cheaper. It's as cheap as, like, Smirnoff, which is terrible. Um, but, you know, it's it's well, it's well, like I make old fashions. I'm not going to make an old fashioned with shitty whiskey. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. You're drinking pretty much straight whiskey with a little bit of flavoring at that point. But... I just I'm not I'm not a believer that just because you mix it, it's it's should be shitty because you're still getting that flavor. And if your point of mixing it is to make it taste like something else, why are you drinking it? <laughs> Other than to just get drunk, and that's not my thing. So that's some people's thing, but it's not mine. Well, there you go. <laughs> just gonna yawn right yeah, now, Mike. Sorry. Like how you got close to make sure we heard the yawn. That, that wasn't my intention. <laughs> It's so boring. <laughs> I hey, I had a lot of food. So like my pretty bird, pretty bird. Oh my god, pretty bird sandwich had two pretty birds on it. So I had like extra bird, and now I'm tired. You yeah, got the can, lucky bird. Can, we didn't. We didn't really talk much about that. Um, we'll, we'll get back to Nick. But pretty bird opened. Um, we're gonna talk about some more eating of meat in front of the vegan. Um, <laughs> so we, we, we talked to Viet uh, a few weeks ago on the show, um, along with like 16 other people that, that week. Um, but uh, we went back today to get some, some chicken sandwiches from Pretty Bird. Oh, my God. They were so good. It was as good as I remember. It was just as, yep. It was just as and good had, as when he cooked it, just individually. They had sold course. out. Their earlier stuff was sold out. So when we got there, we had to wait because we... Caught them in the yeah, interim. They they shut down for a couple hours in the afternoon. They closed. They had every all of their earlier stuff sold out by three, so they closed from three to five to revamp. And he said they'll probably be sold out by seven. 
Yeah, so no. So don't be jerks when you go in there, guys. No, and understand, they're making it as fast as they can, but they have a fryer that fryers a lot of chicken really fast, but at the same time, if you walk into a place and there's a huge line when you get in, don't expect it to be fast. It's not fucking McDonald's or Chick-fil-A where they have, you know, 30,000 frozen patties that are pre-breaded in the back. They just chuck and into the fryer. And wrapped in under right. a well, warming lamp. Well, they're under a heat lamp. They're cooking them as you get there. Yeah. They're yeah. F- very fresh. They're not pulling chicken out of a warmer and handing it to you. You're, you're getting it pretty much right off the fryer, so. Hey, I also went to the relocation grand opening last week of Paranoia. Oh, yeah. It was so, so delicious. So they moved into the old Michelangelo's building? They did, yep. I saw your pictures. So they were formerly located in this neighborhood, like in the middle of houses in this tiny building and sugar house, and maybe 20 tables, I would say, but busy all the time. It was very quaint. Like, I'll miss going there and having that. But they decided to move over to this space, and I don't know... Um, how long Michelangelo's was empty um, or if they just moved over and they incorporated. Yeah, I was, was going to ask. I didn't know if they closed or not. I Well, and I was talking to one of the guys that has been with the company for, he said he started when he was 16 and I think he said he's 21 now, um, that they're going to incorporate some of Michelangelo's menu items onto theirs. And so I had, it was a prefix menu. And I had a lot of things I shouldn't have eaten <laughs> because tomato sauce and I don't really get along. But um, every single bit of it was delicious. And so if you get a chance to go, it's on 3005 South and Highland Drive. And it's my favorite Italian food in Utah. It's so fresh and it's so good. They make the bread in-house. Like it's airy and fluffy and amazing and just don't inhale the balsamic and oil vinegar because it really hurts when it goes up your nose backwards. <laughs> You're not supposed to snort it. It, I, it was not intentional. It's, I know but it's good, but it's not cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it was good. It was packed the whole time. Um, it was by invite only, and and it was awesome. So go eat there. Support their new location. Can we talk to Nick some more? Well, yeah, of course. He's more entertaining than Italian food. I don't, eat a, I don't eat a lot of Italian food okay. these days. You could say it. No. Because it's lots of pasta. I didn't pasta. say that. I said Italian food. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's all the carbs in the pasta. I just don't. I don't ever eat pasta, so. What do you eat? Like veal? I eat the gnocchi. That's a pasta. It's a potato. It's also got but flour But it's a in potato it. pasta. I don't care. That's <laughs> all I eat. I'm just saying, it's it's potato and flour. Chris, Chris made, po- made gnocchi. Nope. I made gnocchi when I got back from Italy. It's pretty easy to make. It's really not that hard. I I think instant mashed potatoes, as weird as it sounds, makes better gnocchi because it's mm. it's you, if you do a potato through like a ricer, mm-hmm. then it's great because you get that same consistent like smooth texture. But if you don't have a ricer, using instant potatoes is a great way to make gnocchi. Yeah, otherwise you get lumps. Yeah, big old lumps. Lumpy. <laughs> yeah, and that's not actually great in a gnocchi is to have those kind of lumps. So yeah, the instant potatoes work really good. Uh, have you ever made your own instant potato gnocchi? Uh, not instant potato. When I've made gnocchi, um, it was a lot of labor. Yeah, it's it's well. That's the other thing. It was not hard, but it was a lot of labor. It's it's not so bad with the instant potatoes either, because you, yeah. I mean, they take five you minutes cut out to all cook. All of that other stuff, yeah. and then you just basically add a bunch of flour and stuff. It's to not them. bad. Yeah, it seems like um, the variety of potato would really matter. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, Nick, what's going on? 
I mean, um, I know you got a lot of stuff coming up. I got a lot of stuff. We talked about I got a lot of stuff that. going on. We well, could, where do we want to start? Um, so the biggest the biggest reason that I'm here today is to talk about April 21st, which is the official release of my vinyl record. Um, just working through some shit is out on vinyl and um, it's open up for pre-order right now. If you if you order it now, um, it does ship immediately. But the official release party is on April twenty first. We should we should get that playing again in the background. <coughs> well, why don't you ask someone nicely? He doesn't want to talk to me anymore because told him his tattoos are trash. You've offended him. <laughs> he hates me. <laughs> James, we were wondering if maybe you would play Nick's record again now that we're talking yeah. about it. Yeah, you So how many how <laughs> many how many tracks are on the press? Now? Um, so five. Five tracks on this, and uh, it's actually interestingly enough cut at 45 RPM because it is a little bit short. Um, to fit them nicely across a 12 inch record, and it is transparent electric blue, which is a big deal. That's um, really cool. I've had a lot of people that don't necessarily collect records see them and instantly say, one, I so want cool. one of those because. It's a clear blue record. So we've actually had this discussion a number of times since we heard that you were putting it out on a record. And the first question, maybe dumb, maybe not, why? 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 You, yeah, why? 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 Yeah, so let's start with that. I mean, to be completely fair, I had the same sort of, I had the same sort of uh, question myself. A number of years ago, I was standing around with my bandmates because we had been starting to get asked for vinyl all the time and we had literally thousands of CDs sitting there and just going well I mean who do, do people listen to vinyl who collects this and I was the only one in the group that didn't collect vinyl that didn't listen to vinyl <laughs> you're like shit I gotta up my hipster game <laughs> all of them all of them are like man like when it comes to yeah when it comes to owning something like I'd rather own the vinyl than the CD and it, it does, like, it has that hipster cred. Um, but, like, when we start dissecting what is why, um, it, it becomes really interesting. Like, if you hang a record up on your wall right now, that looks kind of cool. Um, but if you did the same thing with your CD, <laughs> like, well, your friends hung, would kind of question you. When those they come get to your hung house, from so. your rearview mirror, Nick, yeah. don't you know? Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> It's like a bunch of AOL discs <laughs> in, a, in like a like a dream catcher. Like that a you prism. Let's not talk about dream catchers. Let's not talk <laughs> about. It's a sore subject for me. All right. Um, I feel like it's more like a prism anyway because they're kind of rainbowy. They're annoying as fuck when they're in the car though. I'm tell you that driving you get the little glares uh, 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 as they spin. Yeah, we don't need we don't need any additional distractions. Could you imagine someone hanging vinyl from the rearview mirror? <laughs> Like a full size twelve inch, yeah, right? Forty five. Right. I'm talking twelve inches. Just <laughs> let that thing fucking be there. I think you'd get pulled over for that. <laughs> no, people hang it, baby shoes from. I mean, it's technically mirrors. illegal to hang anything from your review mirror. Oh. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, it is. <sighs> and that's not one of those myths breaking like you law, shouldn't drive with your shoes off. Like it's it's legit against <laughs> the law to have shit on your mirror. Makes I just sense. don't think they give a care yeah. to, to do anything about it. Give so. a care. Um, so, I mean, beyond the fact that it's hipster and cool, um, because, you know, that's, that's, that's one thing. Um, 
the the main the main reason the main reasons behind vinyl right now is are 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 kind of simple. Um, one, people are asking me for it. That's what they want to buy, and I want to s- spread my music in whatever means makes sense. Um, digital sales have dropped way way off in the last four or five years with the Spotify thing happening. Um, why would I buy something that I can access for free? Um, and well, especially because so, with iTunes, for example, I mean, you buy an album on iTunes, you technically don't own that album. Yeah, and and they also have their competing service to Spotify that's a access over mm-hmm. ownership radio scenario. And so, I mean, even dating back to things like Pandora, which it seems like a lot less people use now. Um, but, you know, when you're talking about independent artists... Um, actually owning something tangible is important still. And, you know, I have a new laptop. It doesn't have a CD drive in it. Um, yeah, they're harder and harder to come by. That's for sure. I, I, I was able to buy one for $15 off of Amazon. And, and I, and because I had a stack of CDs from artists that I play with, because it is still the cheapest medium. Yeah. It's, um, a penny a CD. Yeah. And you can rip them yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, professional quality CDs can be anywhere between a buck seventy-five and three dollars a piece cost. Yeah, because they're. I mean, they're really easy to produce. Yeah, and and so, um, you know, that's with packaging and shrink wrapping and all that jazz, and and uh, and so I'll. I mean, I'll still do that um, for any new releases, but. I won't be ordering a box of a thousand of them like I have in the past. It will probably be, depending on the group and and projection, it'll probably be a hundred or three hundred at a time. Um, there's a community around vinyl. Um, if you go down to Randy's Records um, on a Saturday afternoon, that place is still hopping. Um, there's also Diabolical, which is right around the corner from Este Pizza on the Half Street Edison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they do a lot of, they do a lot of shows. Um, you can go to and see touring bands there. They have a section in their record store of touring bands that have played the shop that have left a vinyl or two. And they buy a couple off of each touring band. And, uh, and so even if you're someone that works and doesn't go to shows, um, you can still go in there and find something independent that doesn't have the distribution. Um, if, if distribution still existed in the same sense that it used <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah. Um, but um, so vinyl, um, you know, it's something tangible. There's also that, there's also that factor of um, if everybody just wants a digital download code or card or, access to some files anyways it makes almost just as much sense to sell that a digital download with a poster as it does with a cd yeah or a t-shirt or um something else that advertises your band better um vinyl tends to kind of hold its value and 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 it's around and it's kind of one of the last mediums where you can actually look at it and see the grooves and even though you're not a robot. That's not really going to make sense. Um, it does. I can also see like after the zombie apocalypse and all our technology goes away, like that's a pretty easy technology, right? You can get a, whip out a phonograph, (laughs) just put one together. 
There you go. They're not really <laughs> that. I mean, truthfully, it's not you that could, complicated. Yeah, I mean, you probably you find could probably wind up one. one. <laughs> Doesn't even need power. I mean, there th- there's a, there's a reason records were the thing for so long. Um, even cassette tapes. Yeah. You know, cassette. Well, and cassette tapes, of course, had other issues that records didn't. Yeah. Don't leave them in your car, though. You still had to flip the sides over, though. Like. I like uh, I can't think of the name of the band right now, but where it's like, okay, we're giving everybody time to flip this, flip the cassette, and I listen to <laughs> it on a CD, and so then there's just a pause, and then this music starts again. <laughs> That's right. They did have they did have those, and then they had the cassette changers that would auto flip for you. Yep. And so wanted to just the other make way. the sun. Yep. And then just play backwards or however I did it. Black voodoo magic. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, they stick around, uh, zombie apocalypse or whatever the the loss of mobility, um, you know, the average life of a laptop's a few years or phones probably even shorter. And, you know, what you might still be interested in something that you bought four or five years ago and not have access to it because of that, where if you've got that in a sleeve somewhere, you can pull it back out, re-download it, um, re-listen to it i mean um they're not super portable though they're that's not super an, that's portable. another issue i have with records portable. like i there's no there's no record man like there was a walkman uh-huh, or a uh-huh. yeah no one's no one's you like, can't slap a 12 on the portable uh-huh. i mean it's so like cool. in the 60s they they did put for a very limited time record players in cars like yeah, 45s full-on record player no full-on like in a center <laughs> console. I just don't get how that works though, because as soon as you, you hit a bump, stopped. you're like fucked. <laughs> I think yeah, it was more all fucked up at the end. Yeah, I think Says it was he more who that. didn't you talk the last time you're here about having a video game console I in had, a car? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that's different. But that doesn't jump when you hit a pothole. Like no, you can I mean still unless play. it's an old Nintendo, and then it probably fucking pops out anyway. <laughs> I'm sure the idea was to woo the ladies when yeah. you're parked. Yeah, like check out the record player. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> at one point there was a record player in the yeah. same car. It would it would rotate out the device um, every once in a while. Just because if you have an old Cadillac, everyone's going to say, did you know Elvis had a car that was had a record player, an old Cadillac that had a record player in it? Um, <laughs> it probably wasn't old then. But. Well, and the other problem with leaving records in your car is the sun really yes. fucking works. <laughs> the yeah. So, um, you know, there's some, there's some pros and some cons. Um, one of the cons is records are very expensive to make. There's not a lot of presses around. So that gets into our next question. The how. The how. How did you go about... Yeah. I mean, it's not like... Where do you go to yeah. actually make a record? I mean, there's dozens of places in Salt Lake you can go get CDs printed, but... Um, so did you record digitally and then have it put on a record, I guess? Um, the way that this was recorded was kind of in mind with the possibility of doing a CD doing a record. Um, so as far as how the actual mixing comes into play, um, had a lot to do with that. And the, I mean, um, there's kind of this misnomer that there's no reason to do, um, vinyl unless you're truly recording it on tape analog. And, um, and even if you send in reel to reel to a record, production facility, they'll still bounce it to a CD first um, before before doing that. Um, so it records off a CD. Yeah, because the capabilities of digital recording are just, they, they're, they're better than some of those devices. If you kind of think of the 
premise of going from listening to something on a tape cassette um, versus a CD, there's there's a better sound quality involved. And it's not as direct of a comparison. But anyways, this it's 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 somewhat my opinion that um, the idea that listening to vinyl is a more interactive experience is is definitely true. But the sound quality thing um, only takes only takes a little bit of the argument because um, only certain people can hear certain things. Um, I mean, there's there's things that I'm going to hear in that record, like the bong. The yeah, like the the bong noise, the the little things here and there, and it's fun to it's fun to sit with. It's fun to sit with and and kind of hear like, oh, this is how this was recorded, and that's why. Um, but um, a lot of the way that the recording process actually is um, is is based around what the final listener wants to hear, and so um, actually, the recording process for most records now, most albums now involves recording everything as a scratch track and then eventually throwing that away and, and layering everything and recording everything in an isolated um, one at a time kind of situation. And so that there's no bleed over and you can get those into the right spaces um, without having, you know, in the guitar, I can still hear the drummer hitting his cymbals in the background and so um, this way, way over extends what your question was. <laughs> I got very sidetracked, but that's okay. But the the recording process that we that we followed um, was to get the best quality that we could for any device. Um, and the ultimate test was we took the test pressing back to the studio. I took the test pressing back to the studio and the three of us that made this album mixed and mastered it sat there with the same studio monitors um, to ensure that it was as good or better quality as when we finished that record um, months previous. And thankfully it, it did sound really good. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's very Johnny Cash esque. I think a lot of the songs they, 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 they give me that, kind of Johnny Cash vibe, the the kind of stylings that he had, especially in his later days. Awesome. Yeah, I awesome. love it. I, like to hear I love that. it. I really enjoy the song. You're a Ben so. Folds Johnny Cash. <laughs> these are great comparisons. These what are, about these They Might Be Giants? These are definitely all, all hey, of those are they, artists. Aren't I've they here to. like this week or yesterday in a couple maybe? weeks? Was it yesterday? They Might Be Giants? I don't know. How many albums do I they have? Them. They're like amazing. A, like, I think it's over 20. <laughs> so they yeah. have like 3,000 albums, but there's only probably <laughs> about 53 words across all 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> so, so where did you go? To um, produce an actual vinyl record, and it wasn't a. Um, it, it doesn't seem like it was a long process. Yeah. Overall, um, well, the Pirates Press um, is a a bit of a, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, we're gonna. I'm just gonna forget whatever word I was thinking of. <laughs> um, they contract out um, with with a press. And so they're kind of the English, U.S. facing 
hub in California that you order everything and then the actual records are made in the Czech Republic and oh wow and um and shipped to the US to their facility and then at that point they palletize things per project and ship them out to you wherever you are so just they're just a distributor essentially distributor yeah so they they make the plate i'm assuming i guess i'm not i'm not totally sure how it works but they make the plate that they can make the vinyl off of and i'm assuming you pay for the plate and that's the big expense and then or, or how does that work um well part of the reason that i selected this place is that i really like the idea of it start to finish being one bill that i pay and then i receive them a lot of the presses just make the records and they don't make the sleeves and they don't make and they don't insert them into the sleeves and they don't shrink wrap them or they don't do this they don't make the center labels they don't place the center labels on the records and um i've made enough music over the years that i don't want to be burning my you own don't CDs. Want to do that shit. <laughs> like it's not worth <laughs> well, a lot I'm, of the times you don't come ahead i'm sure like hiring a bunch of different people to do all of those different things too can cause some timing issues mm -hmm. where if one person's doing it and they say we'll have it done in a month then if they have like internal little timing issues they can work those all out whereas if somebody's planning to get something to stick a label to it and you don't have that something then you know you yeah you run into problems yeah. that you're trying to organize and that's the last thing you and, need. And even as streamlined as it, as it was, it still took about four months from the order date to actually receiving them in hand. Um, so it was a lot of planning. Um, and, and so my understanding of the process is that they cut a couple of test, they cut a couple of test records. Um, they cut, they have a, a needle that's, like a diamond instead of whatever regular needle and they actually lathe out a few and then you receive those test pressings and then from that process they make the plates if you're, if you're good with that then they make the plates and then they use those to actually press the records and and i i don't know um this is definitely something if you're interested in it hop on YouTube and yeah, go I mean, watch a five minute thing. It's actually pretty crazy how they press records. It's like Mr. Rogers meets how it's made. <laughs> well, I'm sure how it's made's done it. Uh, probably has. Shows. It's probably, it's probably a tiny little puck of wax or, or whatever the materials. And then the hot plate it's vinyl and yeah. out it comes. It's a, it's a puck of vinyl vinyl. The hardest part of the process was trying to decide what color to order. Cause there's solid colors. You can mix colors. So how did you land on the color um, that you decided? I really wanted uh I really wanted like a dark blue. Um and even maybe dark transparent blue on one side and opaque white on the other. Um but they didn't quite have that option. And so I kept looking around, I kept looking around and finally landed on this one and and decided it was like because I, I wanted the record to sort of match the art. The art is very white with um, like undertones of like gray and um, kind of a desaturated blue. Um, so like I didn't want to just put like a red record in there and have it kind of clash. Though it would have been fine. There's plenty of people that do that and it's still interesting because it's like, oh, look, it's red. But uh, I, I wanted it to sort of match the artwork and sort of make sense because I don't like when you pull a CD out of 
a case and it doesn't look anything like the rest of the album. <laughs> like it was an afterthought. Like, like oh, the CD's, you know, black and gold and this is blue and orange or I don't know. I, I wanted it to kind of make sense as one cohesive thing. Um, but I also knew that the transparent record was going to make it look cooler. And, um, it costs about a hundred dollars total to add that, which is nothing over the cost of like the whole project of, of ordering them. So it was, it was money well spent in my opinion. Awesome. Transparent records are cool. Yeah. And they're also in a, I, I, I didn't want the shrink wrap. They're also in like a collector sleeve. Oh, nice. Cause nice. I hate when I buy a new one and then I like grab my razor blade or my knife or whatever is laying around and I go to like cut open the record uh, plastic and it like cuts down the edges of, of the sleeve. Of the sleeve. That made me like, twitch a little bit. That's <laughs> like a bad, I just yeah, it's like finger. a bad <laughs> first experience. Right. See, that would probably work a lot better. Yeah. It's being <laughs> blunt. You don't have any coat press nails. Hands. I have to, yeah. Next, I have to keep next time my you need to open sure. a record, just bring it over and I'll just okay. open it for you. Just grow out one. Just need a Coke nail. <laughs> just the one. Just the one Coke nail. Yeah, I always have like a, a ring they're that like, looks like it holds something. They're like, Nick, Passy must do drugs. And he's like, no, I just like to open my records with this nail. <laughs> so, Nick, how's the uh, how's the button press business? Um, so, I'm. Uh, that's one of the other things I do is I make pinback buttons. Yeah, you made ours. I make, yes, yes. Uh, I um, have mine hung up at my, my work. Everyone loves the buttons. They're and fun. And then when they, then when I need a bottle and opener, the coveted it's right there. couple that are the bottle openers. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's, so th- that's one of the things that makes making the buttons really fun is that I'm working with a lot of people that have their thing, whatever it is. It's a podcast. It's a brand new business that they're trying to get off the ground. It's a band. It's a club. It, Whatever it is, there's something about taking that and actually making it into something. And that first that first button that you get back is like, oh, this is real. It's something tangible. You we're yeah. we're a people. thing now. We're legit. We've got buttons. People can you know put this sticker on the back of their car now. At least <laughs> these jackasses just have Wear the business shirt. cards. We got buttons. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Nick just looked for the jackasses you pointed at. They're, and, uh, they're over in the corner with the bike in the vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> they're hiding. Just, there's like an inferior. Sorry, podcast James. Didn't mean to call your bike a jackass. Like, follows us around. But you, you really are looking to not play with BB-8. I know. I'm just. Maybe everything. he'll let me play with BB-8 just like so and make well, you jealous. No, what's worse is I have the BB-8 right behind me or right behind Jess that I, just, I keep staring at. Um, this baby BB-8. I just added coasters to the store. Oh, that's cool. And um, they're three and a half inches and there's a special, um, insert that goes into the pickup die, which is the upper die that, that the art is all sucked up into before the back is placed and it kind of flattens them out. So it's te- technically still a button, but it flattens the face of the, this huge button that's already somewhat flat, but just because of how wide it is, flattens it out. And then there's a flat back and a, a cork piece that goes on the back. And so then you're left with this just like huge art on this giant button um, that fits a beer really well. There you go. <laughs> and then you can use either side of it because, you know, the, the, the art, yeah, the cork will, the cork will suck up the water, but the, 
but the top is protected protected, by that mylar um, slick, shiny part that's on the outside. So they're kind of fun, and orders are starting to come in for those. And um, the the buttons are kind of split up into two things, which is all the custom orders, which is the your logo on A or B or C. And then I do have some of my own art that's like pre-designed. And so people just can get on there and order, you know, a coaster that says uh, dog hair is just sprinkles for people. That's got this picture of a sad pug (laughs) and a bunch of like hair colored sprinkles in the background. And, you know, it's just like for the, for the three dollars that you're going to spend on that coaster, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of joy out of it, and just have <laughs> you know having it in your office, and people are going to talk about it, and and so um, I have a coworker that actually ordered one of the custom ones. He drinks mate all day, and everyone's always asking. I'm like, what is this? Like, what? it's not coffee and it's not tea or what? Is, I mean. Why do you have these bags of weed? <laughs> you know, like they're always like, what is this? And so he made a coaster that's just absurd. That's got a kangaroo holding a, a, a thing of mate and it says, good day, mate. <laughs> so, like, it looks like good day, mate, but it's like also good day, mate. And it just fits like the, it fits the, the thing that he drinks out of just like perfectly. so. He was he was ecstatic to pay the less than two dollars that it costs for that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That's so, pretty cool. it that's all. So all the music stuff, all the button stuff, is all all on my. It all I run everything through nickpassy.com, and there's a store there, and we'll probably probably put the link in the show notes or however people find things. I love now. it. He's doing all the you know? jobs for us. It's yeah. Awesome. Well, we put it all, we'll put all that stuff up on Facebook and on the website yeah. and everything else, too. And you can so. get to it. Or you can just put mynname.com. So do, do, <laughs> we, get to, do we get to ask Nick the one thing? Because he's already done one. He did already do one. Yeah. What did he, What was it? Do you remember? Do you remember what your one thing that you would have to tell someone go, to do? go hear local music and talk to locals or something like all that. Right. Well, <laughs> let's let's. I mean, let's refresh it. Let's. Okay. I'll come up with another one. Let's, let's, okay. Let's, what? Okay. If you could tell someone visiting the state uh, one thing that they should do before they leave, what would it be? So this is actually your second thing that you tell them. Um. So I got two things. What was the second thing? So, I would tell them to go hit all the vegan food places mm-hmm. on my list, especially the there, donut one. You know, there's a lot of vegan places now. Yeah. Uh, it's more and more from popping up, growing in popularity. Um, I really, really love Zest, um, which is, which is like kind of high end. I heard a rumor that they got rid of the grilled cheese. I want to please tell me that is just a rumor. Um, they had this really good grilled cheese sandwich that had apple slices in yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Well, they did it seasonal because sometimes it was mm-hmm. pears too. Yeah. Um, it's not on the winter menu, and I think that's just. I, I anticipate it will come back. Um. What do they use for cheese? They've got, uh, they've actually got um, a couple that they make in house. I think the um, one on that one is a. Well, you can get it with the Beehive Buzz, but I think that one's like a cashew. Yeah, they use they use a bunch of like um, cashew based things. Um, I have a friend that's very allergic to nuts that cannot go into that <laughs> establishment because there's a lot of 
nut powder. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's nut dust permeating the air. Nut nut dust. Can you please put that, that on is, a coaster or something? I'm sure you I'm sure to, Casey that owns a place really is gonna to, want that endorsement. You need to work All that into those lyrics at some point. Something about nut dust. Hanging <laughs> around dust. with the nut dust. Um, but uh He's like no. <laughs> but uh if so you the take wheels are turning, he's thinking if you it. take raw cashews and you throw them um so I mean the ones that haven't been cooked, mm-hmm. yeah. Um is what I mean by raw, and you soak them in water overnight or even just throw them in a high powered blender with water and you, you turn that into a whatever liquid. Um when you start to cook that, it thickens and it ends up to be about the consistency of like a nacho cheese. Oh, wow. And so um, this is one of those ingredients that I avoided for several years. I would see these recipes and be like, oh, that seems stupid. I'm not going to. And then finally um, I tried like one. Th- I got this new cookbook and I was loving all the recipes. And, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try this one. And I was like, oh, I'll try this one. And then I'm like, what, what have I been <laughs> – why isn't everyone cooking myself. with cashews all of the time? This is like a wonderful ingredient. The Indians like, have been doing it for years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, there's there's a bunch of there's, – there's more and more and more people going vegan and more and more money essentially being put into that industry, which makes the products more and more competitive and – they're getting better, and so have you. Have you tried Lee George Cade's vegan jerky? Um, yes, I have. Is it good? I have. Um, I really like the spicy ones, um, but um, they they have uh, they have turned Frisch that used to be the restaurant yeah. into a convenience store. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And Just so because they, the jerky business went so crazy, jerky business went crazy, and they were doing more to go kind of stuff in the kitchen. And, and they just eventually, they, they rebranded and it's now called vegan agenda. Um, and it's got this logo with like a broccoli, like Illuminati kind of thing going on. (laughs) And and it's, I mean, it's funny. Um, but they carry the stuff that they make in house, but they also carry a lot of grocery that you won't find it. The Smiths or, or whatever. Well, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. They're, they're importing like not importing, but they're um, ordering in all these different brands of things. And so you can go there and um, buy all kinds of stuff. You can go buy some of the soft cheeses that Zest makes there. Hmm. Um, You can buy some of the, there's like a company that makes uh, salsa that's local and they make chips. Um, There's, there are so many things. I'm not even going to start awesome. to list them, but awesome. they have a salsa del diablo. Oh, salsa diablo. Yes, that's right. Which is my, my salsa. Favorite. I'm like in the downtown area. It's it's like that place, and um, also uh, Jade Market, where mm-hmm. you can find. As far as convenience stores and like vegan snacks are concerned, you can find great stuff at both of those. You can find the salsa diablo at both. Um. But they do have a they do have a soft serve ice cream machine there that they run, so you can go get like coconut ice cream out of the soft serve machine. Oh, I bet that's good. Yeah, and um, 
I mean, coconut milk is another one of those things that's just like when you discover it, you're like, why are we not using this in everything? What's wrong with us? Again, Indians and, and, Indians and have been Southeast doing it. Asians have been doing it for yeah. years. <laughs> you can take a can of like regular culinary like coconut milk and throw it in the fridge overnight and open it up and scoop that fat that all rises to the top and just whip it and have the best whipped cream yeah, it's, like it's substitute also, it's whatever. It's horrendously full of fat. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So you know. I know. This is like on Thanksgiving. You do this. <laughs> or tomorrow. I don't even think you have to put it in the fridge, to be honest with you, because Probably. typically if you go to the grocery store and buy coconut milk, it's got that. It's just like a huge disc. Like half the can is a disc of fat. Yeah. It's so good. So zest is your only favorite, like okay. eatery. Um, I just want to know where, if, so where there's more. Let's see. So I mentioned vegan agenda. I mentioned zest. Um, you the pie, which is a classic Utah um, establishment, just added six additional vegan pizzas to their already two. Oh, nice, nice. And they do their uh, cheese pull aparts vegan, <laughs> and they also now do the fake buffalo wings. And they have one variety that's got like Thai peanut sauce. Is it good? Because I love Morning Stars yes. fake buffalo wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> they're delicious. While yes, and while we're on the subject of buffalo flavored vegan things, um, over behind the Gallivan Center um, on that half street, there is. Monkey Wrench, which is an all-vegan ice cream shop. They've got like 20 flavors-ish. Oh, cool. Um, and it's a coffee shop too. But m- mainly the ice cream is the reason you want to go there. And they have they have some like really awesome experimental kind of like there's like lavender. I mean, this is just – it's not really that crazy, but it's not the stuff that you're going to get everywhere. Yeah. Certainly they're kind of pushing the the boundaries a little bit. And then – uh, right next to them is Bolt Cutter, um, which is also an all-vegan Mexican place. Hmm. And they do a bunch of burritos and nachos and tacos and all of the favorite classics. But if you do go there, one of the things I recommend – oh, and the street corn bowls. But one of the things that I recommend is they do buffaloed cauliflower there. Ooh, I bet that's good. Which another cauliflower is like one of those ingredients that like everybody should be using this all the time. If it's done right, it can be really gross. <laughs> it's, it's hard to screw, it's hard to do right. It's really easy yeah. to screw up. Yes, cauliflower. yes. The second the second you pass that threshold of wonderful to like mushy, you're I'm out. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you um, just got to throw it out at that point. Yeah, it doesn't need to go in my mashed potatoes. I'm fine. I'm fine just eating it the right way, which is raw or cooked correctly, but. But um, they do this like they like bread it and put buffalo sauce on it. And it's oh, it's it's killer. Like um, yeah. If you're up in the Ogden area, then I'd go hit Lucky Slice because um, they've got their they've got like a deep fried cauliflower bite thing going on. They've got vegan pizza up there. Um, but honestly, this is a subject I could continue and continue and continue on. <laughs> Because um, within about five miles of downtown, there's over a hundred places with vegan really? options. That's really yeah. It's becoming more and more available to to have options at yeah. places. So that aren't just oh, here's a salad. Yeah, my my I went on tour back last year in April, and um, my my touring companion Jeff Dillon, we were on on tour together. Um, 
was making fun of me because every time I'd hit a city, I'd pull out my app and start looking for where we were going to be eating that was near where we were at. And he's just like, oh, you're on Vegan Grinder again? Looking up that... <laughs> just trying to find your next <laughs> your next thing. And I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> but, but we also hit places like Berkeley, California, Seattle, Portland. Um, so Options. most of the time it was like, well, so there's a vegan grocery store across the street and there's a vegan restaurant right there, two doors down. And then there's a hundred other places. Yeah. Yeah. All those hipsters. Yeah, we did. We did well. <laughs> well, so should we get some news in a little bit of news? A little bit of news. Um, we'll just talk about the legislative session for a little bit because uh, it's fucking crazy up there on, on, on the hill. It's the Wild West out it here. It really is the hill, by the way, in the state of Utah. Capitol Hill really is on top of a hill. It's not just a saying, uh, like in D.C. where it's not really on a hill. Um, I guess the Capitol building is, right? Yeah, you have to walk up some stairs. <laughs> but Yeah, but a hill back east and a hill in Utah is yeah, yeah. slightly different. Quite a bit different. <laughs> so I'm watching The Voice, and they're talking. This kid is talking about how he has this ministry, and, and it's based off of music, and it's called. It's like something mountain, and he's like, and then we just go up on the mountain. I'm like, that's like a bluff, dude. Like it's not a mountain. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, speaking of Capitol Hill and uh, bluffing, thirteen hundred and fifty nine bills this year. It's like a race with them and are any of them good and useful uh some maybe but <laughs> so they broke their record which was last year of 1298 so there was a there was a piece of legislation introduced uh, hjr 13 house joint resolution 13 uh by dan mckay out of riverton um to require publicly disclosing the mem- number of bill files opened by every lawmaker so one thing that you don't see with all these bills they don't all go to the floor they don't all go to a vote um but Essentially, he just he wants to put it out there like, look, this jackass tried to do 400 pieces of legislation. Here's what happens when you try to sponsor 400 pieces of legislation. You can't possibly be right on all 400, and you probably haven't read any of them as a, as a legislature. That's probably it more than anything. Um, so, I mean, that's, 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 a, that's a huge deal. And so they do have some numbers, uh, and we're talking um, Salt Lake Tribune, the Salt Lake Tribune did some stuff to try and find out uh, who had the most. Um, so they found that uh, Dan McKay, the guy who introduced HJR 13, had 32 pieces of legislation introduced. Uh, Sandy Eliason had 28 out of Sandy. That's my uh, rep. Steve Eliason, sorry. Um, uh, Howard Stevenson out of Draper, uh, 27. Uh, Todd Weiler out of Woods Cross, 23. Um, where's our, why did I know Mike Noel introduced more than that? That motherfucker introduces like, <laughs> he had like a hundred pieces passed last year. <laughs> and that motherfucker's trying to get the National Parks Highway renamed. Yeah. What the fuck is with that? I don't think I would want to use the highway anymore. <coughs> I'd like, I don't know. It's stupid. And what's dumb when you do all this legislation is not only as a legislator can you not focus on that, but there are so many bills that don't ever make it to the floor, that don't ever make it out anyway, and then they're up until the last minute trying to do really important things. Let's actually focus on important bills. Who cares about the Dutch oven? 
Like, let's do something important and let's focus on those important things in the beginning of the legislature when you're fresh and you have the time to do it and not at 10 o'clock the night that the legislature ends and you're trying to pass legislation for gun control or for liquor, liquor laws. laws. Yeah. They said there'll be over 500 <laughs> bills that are, that are, that go through on. this week, just yeah. this week, since this, this is, is the last, last week. week. So that, that bill, HB 481, that, uh, the bill for the Trump national highway for the, basically renaming that national parks highway. So Mike Noel, douchebag out of Canab that has three people in it. Um, he introduced it. It got through a committee vote nine to two. So clearly probably right along party lines. Um, the, the KSL put out on their site, hundreds of angry emails. Some one lawmaker said are too vicious and profane to discuss publicly hmm. did not deter a committee of legislators Monday from advancing legislation to rename the Southern Utah highway in honor of president Donald Trump. Nothing seems to deter our legislators from doing exactly what they want. Even the people that voted for them. And then guess what those people will do next year. Vote for them. They again. will vote for them again. We, we lose the outdoor retailers uh, show. We are the laughing stock of, Pretty much fucking everyone. It's Especially clear, with Hatch and his stupid ass comments. It's clear now the commentary shit that went to Zinke was all fucking big oil, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was all big oil that led the way to get Zinke to shrink those monuments. And you're telling me it's not for fucking resource grab. That it's, oh, we just want the land in the state. It's so we can fucking sell it to people that are going to rape it for minerals and resources. So, uh, yeah, stupid to name it. Trump. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's talk about guns. Let's talk uh, about guns. Uh, 1,400 Utahns between the ages of 18 and 20 carry concealed firearms currently. That's insane. 1,400 people, 18 mm. to 20, are carrying concealed weapons now. It's very young. It's really young. It's just. Well, at least they can't drink while they're shooting. Yeah. Well, well, and look at the Utah colleges that permit concealed. BYU, LDS Business College, Westminster. Well, and one of the arguments is if a good guy's got a gun, you know, that's what's going to stop a bad guy. That's bullshit. That absolutely does not hold water at all. Uh, even cops, armed cops. Look, look back at Charlie Square. There were undercover cops there that did not pull their weapons and shoot. You know why? Because they didn't know who the bad guy was. It's really hard yeah. to tell sometimes. And if you've got three people with guns and you have the SWAT team roll in, who are they going to shoot? Everyone that doesn't put their gun down. Well, and how does the good guy with the gun know either? Like exactly. If the cops don't know and, and off-duty police officers with guns aren't willing to pull their weapons to save people because they're trained enough to know better. People that are carrying concealed weapons don't know that. And... What if some kid is running around with something that looks like a gun and you shoot them? Like, now you're a bad guy and you get tried for, for murder. Like, you murdered someone. It's stupid. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to read the, the first half of this, the first half of this piece. Um, but it was talking about the provisional permit that's allowing this. Um, and they were trying to, you know, it's made up less than 2% of more than 68,000 concealed carry permits that the state issued. So we issued 68,000 CCWs last last year. Well, other states come here. People from other states. Yeah, like get there's... Get to Utah because it's easier. 
It's hmm. yeah, it's one of the easiest CCW states to do. There was a there was Pay a your forty five dollars, you get to go. There was a class that happened this last weekend where they had over a thousand people in a single CCW class. Whoa. So if you, when I go through and do my events each week, I just go through Facebook events because they list so many different types of things that are going on. And um, every every week has at least two or three across yeah. the valley. Yeah. Um, the shop that I go to in Ogden, she holds one, I don't know if it's quarterly or once <coughs> a month, but she shuts her shop down at night and they do a, yeah, it's a f- class there. It's 40 bucks. It's an hour or two. Uh, they teach you about the laws um, and uh, they can take fingerprints and do your application right there and send it off to the state to get your CCW. Do you have a gun, Nick? Um, I actually do own a gun, but I don't have a concealed permit and what, I don't carry it. What kind of gun? Um, a, cool a pistol. One? I don't know. A pistol. A pistol. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm obviously not a big gun <laughs> guy. Most, like most of my experiences with guns have been um, somewhat negative. And so, uh, I mean, the only reason that I own a gun at this point is uh, my brother's like, here, have this. I'm like, sure. And, you know, we went shooting. We went to the the new range that's just right there by the highway patrol um, station. And and it was fun, but instantly uh, I realized, like, the fatigue from playing guitar and and all the button making and everything, I didn't need to add shooting on top of that. Because <laughs> after, after, you know, after about 20 minutes, it was like, this is not, this hurts. Bass player, button maker. I don't need, I don't yeah, need. Gunslinger. Bullet. Oh, I was trying to think. Slapping the, the bass and shooting a pistol. They work the same muscle sometimes. Yeah. I don't, I don't really need any additional like trauma to my shoulders and arms. <laughs> I, I have enough tingling going on. and. <laughs> I just think it's I just think it's crazy like the 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 lack of stuff that you have to have to get a firearm. That's we talked about it at length. If you guys want to hear about it, it was the last week's episode. Tune into last week's episode. Just go uh, tune in. That's a stupid thing to say. Just go <laughs> download it. It's episode ninety two. Um, we talk we talk tune extensively in. about about gun control. Tune in Tokyo. Um, well, you know, I grew up a long time ago. um okay so you guys heard or read about the uh the new port that they're trying to do the inland port was it approved um i don't know that it's been approved uh i think they're still in discussions to try and break ground and, and get it going um but do you guys know what it is isn't it out by where they want to put the prison isn't it in that same quadrant of of property yeah, more or it's less. Like a, it's like a port authority, isn't it? Like yeah. a, a business hub. Well, so it's like it's just it's like what it sounds like, but it's weird. It's an inland port, but it's essentially like you have out in New Jersey, L.A., like on coastal areas, you have ports, and where so the ships come in, where the ships come in, and where goods ghost have ships. to go through customs, the ghost ships, and, and uh, get tagged. And so they're gonna start putting carrier ships on the Salt Lake. Well, so basically what the what the inland port does is it allows you to ship that stuff directly here without having to pass through customs at that port. You can bring it in state and then it gets processed in state in our own stuff. They and, should change the liquor shipping laws because of that. Well, and you can you could also fly stuff here That'd then. Cool. Um although that's probably not typically what'll happen. So it does <laughs> open up some opportunity for business. Um but there's a lot of argument about the site. 
Well, because of birds. Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to go right on top of wetlands. Uh, it's trying to use that chunk that's between 21st South and the airport, basically, uh, to do some of that stuff. So you're basically destroying more protected wetlands to do it. So there's a lot of people upset about it. Uh, and also, you know, it's one of those things where they're they're talking about, you know, Salt Lake City's it's going to be taking over a huge chunk of land that they already have earmarked that's part of Salt Lake City, but it has to be run by the state because Salt Lake City's not big enough to run that kind of property, and they're actually going to create a Utah Port Authority, which is really weird. Hmm. I mean, it's it's because you hear about like the New Jersey. Well, I guess port it would have to be right I off the airport. I have been there it many times. Yeah, <laughs> it'd have to be right off the airport because you're. Flying everything in. Well, I mean, some of it will come in via rail, and, and yeah, some of it will come sure, in true. over but over the land rails the pretty close to that. Ships. Ships. Yeah, well, they'll put in a rail station for it for sure. So um, anyway, it's hmm. it's interesting. It's an interesting thought that that's going to come. Uh, I don't suspect it'll be stopped uh, in one shape or another. It will be here, uh, and it's been pretty big news the last couple of weeks. Hmm. So it's not like it's going to be here overnight. This no, is going to be something take that years. takes a long time. Yeah. So, but I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's slowing down. Um, this 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 piece of legislation pissed me off when I read about it. So, Senate Bill 218, which was sponsored by Greg Greg Buxton out of Roy. Don't ask me why the fuck he did this. Um, but they're trying to make it so that municipalities can't restrict containers, basically. So we talked about this a while ago. Up in Park City, there's no more plastic bags in big stores. So if you are a relatively large chain, if you are a grocery store, you cannot provide plastic bags for consumers. Just paper or bring your own paper bag? Paper or mm-hmm. bring your own bag. Well, uh, they can't recycle plastic bags anymore like in most of your recycling. You well, and it's you're not, not supposed to put it in there. There are ways to recycle it, but the, the bigger issue is if you throw it in your recycling bin, it fucks up the recycling equipment. It's really bad because what happens is that sorting equipment, you have a bunch of conveyor belts and pulleys and wheels. Just and get stuck bags in Bags get caught up in there and then just end up breaking the equipment over and over again. Uh, and so that's one reason. I mean, if you go to a place like Hawaii or California, you can't get plastic bags. And if you don't bring your own bags. Internationally, it's like that too. If you don't bring your own bags, they look at you like you're a fucking terrorist. <laughs> you are. It's weird. Like It, it, would it be, really is. It would like, be really inconvenient that first week. After that, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, this is what we've done all along. Yeah, I mean, we use our we have bags that we use all the time that are that are great, but yeah, I think trying to limit municipalities. So this this goes back to okay, what's the Republican agenda? Is it is it pro business uh, and and less governmental control, or you know, letting the communities kind of police themselves, or is it making a bigger government? This it just depends on government. what they want to do. If they're pro-government for about something, then they're pro-government. And if they're not, then they're not. Yeah, so the actual language yeah. is it prohibits a local government entity from regulating or imposing a fee on an auxiliary container unless the auxiliary container is used on property owned by the local government entity. So in the UK, they actually, you can pay to get those bags. So it's like an extra. Yeah, charge it. Well, yeah. it's just like they used to charge for bottles. And, and cans and stuff. Uh, and boy, the days of recycling a ton of bottles is long gone because cans are cheaper. Um, okay, so our schools now. This is interesting. So you guys heard about, um, I don't remember who the fuck it was that proposed the bill to uh, um, basically remove the tax if the our schools now got got uh, pushed out to an ident- or a, a, a ballot initiative. 
Well, now they're talking. So um, the group is talking with some of the legislators uh, to try and come up with a compromise uh, so that they drop the ballot initiative. Because it looks like, it sounds like they have 150,000 signatures, which is well above the 113 that they need for this to go on the ballot. Uh, so if they want to get it on the ballot, they still have that capability, but they're trying to figure out a way to fund education in the meantime. The concern is it's a huge tax, but I think the people are, are speaking quite loudly. We are last in the nation in educational yes. spending behind Last. Arkansas hmm. and yeah, all of we're those. worse than the fucking places we make fun of all the time. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about like backwoods, but West kids Virginia, are important. Please don't abort them. Keep they're not even more. in school right now. So, and don't teach anybody how to not have those kids have more, but we don't want to educate them. So they're they, t- yeah, it's, it's crazy. So did you, so ballot initiatives, did you see that, Two people in the Ogden area were arrested for forging like 2,000 signatures on the marijuana. Are you shitting me? Jesus. No. That's that's fucking terrible. (laughs) So I don't remember what they're being charged with, but it's not good. Well, that's really... Well, it's bad for the initiative. Like, it's bad for the people trying to do that initiative. Now it's going to be even more scrutinized in terms of those signatures uh, to make sure that they they have forged 2,000 signatures. I mean, I could see, like, faking two or three, but you can only do so much. Well, I mean, look, to be clear, the signature isn't the issue. It's it's identifying the person and, and being able to correctly confirm identify that they're the them. Yeah, confirm that, that they're the one that signed and where they're at. They're not comparing your signature to anything, necessarily. Hmm. That's, uh, that's not good. That's not good at all, actually. Maybe it's just the process of verifying them. They're like showing up to people's work. Like, did you sign this marijuana thing? <laughs> no, 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 that was me. <laughs> <laughs> that was not me. Roll up to the church. Okay. And then you give them like an really idiot. They're like, yes, it was really me. It was really me, though. <laughs> so I'm guessing next Meet week. Meet me in the parking lot at 420. We'll probably have a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> We'll probably have a whole bunch to talk about from the legislative session by that point. Um, But we're going to talk about a little bit of different stuff now. Uh, In education, though, uh, SheTech is this tech conference uh, in Utah. So Um, Julia went to that. Is that like SheBop? Did she really? Yeah, she went to that. Nice. So so SheTech is this this conference they've been putting together. No, it's definitely not like (laughs) SheBop. I mean, maybe Um, in the bathrooms on break. Thank you for catching that. (laughs) It's a a conference. Maybe on their lunch break. I can skip this story if you guys don't want to talk about Dude, cool what, you can't handle being interrupted? Kiss my ass. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm trying to empower women here, and you guys are just railroading. So are we. Okay, we are women, <laughs> and we we are women, and so we get to do that. What, what do you get to do? Don't turn her mic off. <laughs> Anything we want. <laughs> I have all the control over yeah. here. And I also have access to Jeremy's microphone, like pretty much whenever I want it. I do appreciate we've been nice all, and then all of a sudden, boom, spikes. And spikes. spikes. And gee, who caused that? You. Don't you spike when you talk about Chibotle? <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of spike. There's no audio. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so this is a cool, this, I, I, I thought this event was awesome. So they get a whole bunch of different uh, private sector tech companies that come in. And it's about, uh, it's about uh, the... Was sti- it by invite? Was she invited? Yes, she was invited. Yes. If, if or did she have to apply or... No, it was by invite. And I think there was only like four girls from 
Riverton. all of Riverton High School that were That's invited. Awesome. Yeah, it's not it's not a huge thing. There's there's a few hundred I think that end up going there, uh, but it gives them experience into more than two thousand high school girls were expected to take part in this okay, year's two, activities. Two thousand then, um, but what it does is it gives them access to potential careers. So instead of just it's not just like a college fair or anything like that. It's like hey, look, this is what this science actually does. And so they, they get to experience some of that, like, this is this is what you actually get to do in this field, which is kind of cool because it gives you an idea of, yeah, that's something I would love to do. And so right, some little start. circuit boards. So there's a lot of hands-on kind yeah, of Yeah, a lot of hands-on, like science experiments mm-hmm. and, so and little shit. Booths and sections set up, and you could try different things. And so it was more than just walking around and looking at things or just being talked to. It was, it was hands-on. So trying to get the young ladies excited about engineering and science and different things like that. It was cool. She had a good time. 12,000 girls over the life of the program have, have been through it and about 700 private sector mentors. That's pretty freaking cool uh, in the state of Utah. Uh, and again, that's that's the private sector though, folks. That's not the public education system. Uh, that's that's people like, you know, companies like Adobe going, uh, wow, uh, you guys don't do enough for our kids. You're the last in the nation. Maybe we should put something together to, to try and step it that. up, which is awesome. Since the legislature won't, uh, legislator won't get on that. They're too concerned. Stop with correcting yourself. You're right. They're too concerned with liquor laws. To <laughs> whenever you, whenever you say it wrong, you don't notice. And then when you say it right, you correct That's yourself you correct incorrectly. Yourself. Or whatever. <laughs> just, just say whatever, and I won't say kudos. anymore. So, speaking of speaking of women uh, and young women, uh, it may soon be a lot easier for children, uh, young girls, young ladies in the state of Utah to get birth control. So, there is a company now. This is provided that uh, douchebags up on Capitol Hill don't block it, but there's a company called uh, Nurks. It's based out of San Francisco. Um, they are opening up uh, an, the ability for. It's a website, basically, that and an app that enables women to order birth control pills and other forms of contraception for home delivery straight from it without having to go visit a doctor's office uh, or a clinic. Uh, and it's it's a it's affordable, if not not free, depending on your circumstance. Um, this is what was interesting is Mia Love actually tried to uh, introduce legislation into the national uh, Congress to allow birth control to be sold over the counter. That's failed miserably because Republican males uh, run Congress, but uh, it's something that may be able to show up in the state of Utah where they can get contraception at no cost or really low cost, like $20 a a month or something. Um, There's other options out there uh, in terms of some of the stuff that some of the local clinics are trying to do in terms of like a video conference with a doctor. The biggest concern here from a medical standpoint is... You don't know how it's going to react with your body. Yeah, I mean, a 13-year-old being introduced to, to birth control, which is fine, but there's there's hormones that come into play that you have to consider. Um, you know, th- there's different factors. I don't pretend to be a birth control expert. I just think it's a fucking fantastic thing that's going to potentially be here because God knows kids don't get enough access to that in the state of Utah. They can't talk about it in schools, so maybe they can get good information elsewhere. And if it's on an app on their phone, their parents aren't going to fucking know. It's like <laughs> Vegan Grinder. <laughs> vegan Grinder, where you can get birth control or vegan food. <laughs> I I used to I used to make fun of Provo a lot because you'd go to go buy condoms at the Smiths and after the farm and they were part of the pharmacy 
So after the pharmacy was closed for the day, they'd just like close the pharmacy and they'd put like metal grating like over all of the condoms. And then so like whatever time, whatever time they closed, 7 p.m. or whatever, you, you're no you're, sex after you're seven. We, you're done. We talked about that the other day because I was in Walmart and they have all their condoms and contraceptives behind locked glass now. They're yeah. out in front of the pharmacy, but yeah. they're behind but locked people glass. People steal them. I don't give a shit. If people fucking steal condoms, the Walmart is out like less than a dollar a box. I guarantee it. They're not even paying a dollar a box of condoms. And I bet you that that has probably already caused pregnancies. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. It. If I can't go to Walmart, and, it, and probably honestly, the, here's the other Walmart thing. Walmart babies. They're behind glass. <laughs> so you probably have to you probably have to go ask the pharmacist to come get them out for you. So now he's got to come around and get them out. And then you have to go take them to pay for them. And you probably have to fucking show your ID to prove you're 18 because Walmart's stupid. It does that no. self-checkout. Beep, beep, beep. Help is on the way. Does, beep, do you beep, have beep, to be beep. 18 to buy a condom? Uh, probably at Walmart. I don't know. You have to be 18 to buy fucking NyQuil. So... I, d- I just think it's I just think that that's dumb like you I bet you anything since that has happened I bet oh, you sure. there are babies that I'm now sure. exist in little girls sure. bellies because of it sure they they should just be in a bin that says free take one like the five dollar movie maybe they should just collect any you know the ten that are left like over the from the Olympics the and and every Olympics they'll bank. just kind of yeah, I cannot refill. believe they used 59 billion 40 40 40 billion. 40 billion. Oh, so 39 billion 999,000 okay uh, that's my point they probably didn't use all of those condoms we said there's so like 20 left them. so I mean it's a lot of condoms 60 40 billion <laughs> I rolled my eyes so hard Nick, I think you they got into that stuck yeah. <laughs> 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 Nick's you'll like know. I can't even envision when you what catch 60 up with that show you'll know looks like. <laughs> it's the Olympics they're condoms. all wrapped around Olympian dicks though so yeah Picture it that way. No, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't get that out of your head, can you? At least, at least they are fit individuals and probably not on steroids. Except for the um, the curlers. Yeah, they were doping. <laughs> they were fucking drinking beer before each event. <laughs> they were drinking beer before each event. <laughs> Have you seen the pictures of them? They are not athletes. It's like me up there. It's pretty cool. I don't I give read a shit. Something somewhere that said it's like a it's like some dads were like hanging out. We're like, yeah. hey, let's go see if we can get into the Olympics, and then did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like that. It's like the freestyle skiers. You know, they're like, well, I just got to fucking show up and not fall over. So. <laughs> Dads are like, well, bowling's not an Olympic sport. What else could we do? Oh, fuck. Let's push a rock on some ice. What What can you do and still hold a beer? <laughs> well, you can't bowl and hold a beer. I can so set it down bit. while I sweep and then just pick it up right afterwards. That, that works. Is, I'm good. Is that really what they got caught doing is drinking beer? I don't no, know. They, no. they, okay. they were actually doping. Because okay. you want to be in top physical condition. Were the, the curlers were not actually doping. Don't be making up rumors. No, I think really yeah, were, the Russian yeah. curl- the, oh, the yeah. Russian team was yeah. <laughs> were doping. Yeah. That's the only way they could get an edge on the middle-aged fat guys from the US. <laughs> doping. I mean, have you fucking seen the pictures of these dudes? They are like 30-year-old bowling champions. And they have a gold medal. So They do. That's really cool. And they've got some sponsorship dollars. Now they dollars. can put their gold medal up on their Walmart shelf <laughs> in the front living room next to the TV. Yeah. That's exactly where it belongs. They fucking show that sucker off with pride to everyone. You know, everybody that comes over is going to hear that story. Yep. Everyone for like <laughs> the next six years. Um, we only have a couple more minutes. So I'm going to skip some of the stories. Uh, I do want to talk about one that, that uh, Jess saw today because we talked about the, the toy maker out in West Jordan that was having some struggles staying around. 
What's his name? Alton Thacker. Uh, he's made so many of these toys over the years. More than 800,000 wooden cars to children that he's created over his free time in the last 16 years. Um, so this was, it's Tiny Tim's Foundation for Kids. Um, and he was almost to the point of closing. Well, Mike Rowe, the guy from Dirty Jobs, who is, he's a very opinionated guy. Um, seems like a pretty stand-up dude. Um, he is, he is uh, honored, this guy. Um, so he did a uh, uh, an episode. Of, was it a Dirty Jobs episode? No, no it's, it's a special, like... Is this his other show? It's his Facebook show is what it says. Oh, okay, so they did it on Facebook. So 26 minutes uh, documenting on this guy um, and talked about the kind of service that he's had and, and done uh, and uh, just really freaking really cool. We're really cool. Um, they gave him 10. So they gave him, well, they gave him a detailed ATV that looks like one of the cars that he makes and they gave him 10 grand to pay for rent for his workshop. So cool. That's freaking awesome. That's, That's really awesome. What's the name awesome. of the program again? Tiny Tim. Oh, from Micro? Returning the Favor. Returning the Favor, yeah. That's just so awesome. It's really, really I know. cool. I'm glad that came up like right as I was leaving my desk. I was like, I have to print this. All right. And this is something I didn't know about, but I when I found this, I thought it was really fucking cool. June so suckers. Apparently, apparently out in Delta, Utah, <coughs> there's more than just a... Uh, Hospital. Uh, a, f- a, hospital. a former internment camp. There's a hospital out there too. There's no geese. Delta, Delta, Delta. Can I help you? Help you? Help you? <laughs> I'm, gonna they, to, I'm gonna have to turn off. Your that's how they answer the phone at the city office building, by the way. <laughs> that's how Cassie answers her phone at her sorority. So there's a place outside <laughs> of Delta. Uh, it's 50 miles west of Delta. So even when you go out to the middle of nowhere, you have to drive further uh, to get here. But it's a 40 acre quarry that's loaded. F- with self, what they call self-serve trilobites. So basically, you go out there with a pickaxe uh, or a chisel and a hammer. A and pickaxe? Pickaxe for the kids. <laughs> I don't know. You go out there and you start... What the fuck are you mining? <laughs> you start chipping trilobites. away at the shell and you get trilobites and you can take them home. Uh, I don't so think people are using pickaxes, though, babe. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, I thought that was a really cool story that there's is this it, fucking Is open it like a is it like a buffet where there's always that one family member that like embarrasses everyone else? They're like, <laughs> I need to get at least 50 of these on a plate. <laughs> uh, I'm sure if you go to Delta, stuffing them in their pockets. There's there's probably a fair share of those people out in Delta. I don't know if those people could handle though uh a, you know, a trip out to Delta. It's like, <laughs> it's like the pick and pull. It's not. It's, it's not, not a lot of fast food places <laughs> on the way. <laughs> it's not the. It's not the carafe, uh, the corral. What is, what is that place called? Golden the eating corral. Corral. Golden the corral. corral. Golden Corral. Golden Corral. Golden uh, Chuck Wagon. Chuck Rama. Jeez. I like Chuck. Yeah. Chuck Wagon Rama. I just let's Up take Chuck something Rama. that let's take the, they, I, I I think the marketing meetings for those are all you know let's. Uh, what do we call this place? Like pigs at a trough? Uh, <laughs> no, try, let's step away from that like a half a step. Try to make the fat guys leave faster. Uh, yeah. Chuck around. I remember, I remember the controversial, like when they shut the one guy down, you know, oh, years yeah. and years ago because he had eaten like 56. Because he was sitting there for like six hours yeah. just fucking pummeling. They, they asked away. him to leave and it made like national made, like, headlines. Headlines in the whole state. This is all I can eat. 
this is America. Yeah, but you know, like, dude, just, within reason, man. You can't sit here for eight hours just fucking pigging out. You fuck, I always, fuck. I always like the signs that say that you can't take any food outside of the premises. Like, you don't even want to be seen leaving. You like when you leave, <laughs> you've got like the newspaper over your head. You're like <laughs> trying to not be caught by anyone. It's because you're there for Grandma's birthday party, and it's her favorite uh, spot. It's my grandpa's favorite place. See, and and if you see someone you know there, you try your damnedest that they don't see you because you just don't. <laughs> and there's no real interaction. Hide behind the green yellow. Yeah, like you just are they at the okay? They just went back and sat down. I can go up now and get some more food. <laughs> and like, what's the what's the thing? Like, you go out to a place like that on a business lunch, and you're like, "How many plates can I go get?" Like, are you the guy that gets <laughs> like someone to a buffet for a business lunch? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it happens a lot at like Chinese buffets. And like, are you the type of that's buffet? Totally di- I feel that's totally different. I think oh, this is going to actually, this is great. This is a good social experiment. This yeah. is going to be my new first date. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking take him. I'm going to take him. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take, take him to that buffet out, on out like 45th and to, out to like the shittiest, greasiest buffet I can find and just, and just <laughs> watch the do. internal be like it's crab, it's crab leg night. Distress. You got to do it on a Friday night. The Chuck Ram and Taylor. And they're like, I thought you were vegan. Like you can't even eat any of these things. I'm like, I know. Just, like, no, they have vegetables. I just they probably like, they uh, probably like put a, them in like oil. Of like some a, sort. a salad with like just sad just pull out a notepad. And a You're pen like, no, they got a great salad bar. Notes. That's why I'm here. It was a salad bar. Yeah. No, so <laughs> are you the? Let me ask you guys this question, and then maybe we'll 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 end the show talking about buffets. What kind of buffet person <laughs> are you? This is important. So I'll give you a couple examples. So my buddy Greg is the type of guy that will fill his plate like heaping full of shit. <laughs> he takes it to the table and he will take one bite of everything. And if he likes it, he'll take another bite. But chances are because it's a buffet, you don't actually like anything. <laughs> so it's all one bite done. And then he pushes it to the center of the table and he goes back to get different stuff. Okay. So that's one type of buffet person. There's, there's me. Uh, I go to a buffet and because there's like 30 things, I'm like, something's gotta be edible. Uh, and so I will get a little bit of a bunch of different things. And so my plate might have, you know, 10 different things on it, but it's just like a bite of everything. And so I'll try stuff to see if there's something worth going back for. So what kind of buffet person are you, Jess? I like to start my plate out small because I like to try a little bit of everything. So like we went to the Little America buffet for brunch on Christmas morning. And like my brothers are like, oh, the food. And I was like, you guys do this is a buffet. Like you can keep going back. And then nobody ate anything else because they just filled up their plate with one thing. Well, not with one thing, but just the one like. So you're the a multi-tripper. Time. Yeah. Because I just like a little bit on my plate at a time because I want to try the things. Nick, what kind of buffet person are you? Wow, I guess it depends on the buffet. And so, um, you know, if it's like the Kathmandu downtown, um, I'm I'm that guy that's like filling the plate and it's like embarrassing to be with me. (laughs) But I'm going to eat all of it um, and just hate myself after. Oh, but it's so good. But it's so worth it. Like. That place has got like deep fried jalapeno things that are, I mean, on a good day will cause you pain instantly. <laughs> I need to try those. Yeah. Brie? What? You've what seen me eat buffet? The audience has not. I eat, I, I eat buffet like, no, like a normal person 
plate of food. Like I just this get conversation okay. is clearly showing that there is no such thing as a normal person. Well, I just I just Let get my one clear. or two or three things, and then I get like a roll and then some dessert. Like I just okay. You're a not a meal. fucking normal person, though. Why don't you talk to people about how you organize your plates at buffets? <laughs> because you well, do you it can with have as many plates as you want. So she doesn't the food like can't her touch. She can't have her food touch. Mm-hmm. She's a non-toucher person. I don't she believe can't, that your food also touch. she can't put sweet things on the same plate as a savory. Oh, my friends, my best friend is that way. So like sweet potatoes, like if I do like a like a candied yam out, out of holiday, uh, she will not. It's put dessert. Them, yeah, it's dessert as far as she's concerned. She will not put them on mm-hmm. the same plate. She won't put like a fruit salad on the same plate nope. as any, even if there's room and it won't touch. What if she it's won't got? Do it. What if it's no, got? No, I feel like dessert needs its own plate. I don't care that they touch, but like. I want my two plates. She's also got this thing, like if we have steak and potatoes for dinner, she'll put her potato on its own plate so it doesn't ever oh. touch the steak. Well, like because that. then it gets steak juice on it. <coughs> Which Look, our okay. daughter wants us to pour over it. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing about food. If you talk to any kind of chef, like they make their food. They're very careful about how they make their food. They're very careful about the flavors that go together. Not at so a buffet. We're talking I, about a buffet. Yeah, we're talking about buffet. We're not talking about a chef. But that's Unless how you're I, like hometown buffet. But that's it's how like I fancier. eat. Like if you meant for me to <laughs> eat this piece of chicken bathed in gravy, then the piece of chicken would have been sitting in a bath of gravy. They're not, not born that way. Not at a buffet. At the buffet, you don't know Kay. where it's been sitting. And but that's how I eat. buffet. <laughs> you so wanted to know how I eat. I no. fucking told you how I eat, and then you berated me for how I eat. That's how I'm I not eat. berating you for how you eat. I'm just saying that you needed to tell people because you're weird. <laughs> I love it, but she, this is also a woman who can eat an entire rack of ribs, and you wouldn't know that they were on her plate except those bones because she eats them. So I only cleanly. used one napkin to eat my pretty bird sandwich, and you should have seen what it looked like. <laughs> that was so delicious. So hometown buffet, and w- don't worry, Jeremy, we're not going to skip you. Hometown buffet, <laughs> we we travel. He was a lot getting when, worried when I, I was a kid. Beating up on his forehead. When I was a kid, we used to go out of town a lot for speech and debate tournaments, and hometown buffet was a regular place that we went. I cannot eat there without getting sick. <laughs> like I've been to other Did you buffets. Eat too much? No, but and I Sizzler. always had Sizzler a ba- abdominal cramps. Yeah, the last two times I've eaten at Sizzler, like I've been sick. That's, never. That's back. his friend that likes to get America's the big plate restaurant. of food. That's where he likes to go. Sizzler. That's yeah, Sizzler. So gross. It's, it's like it's, it's my birthday. You're gonna so come to Sizzler. It's a senior citizens night out. So instead of Village Inn, which is the norm, they go to Sizzler for their Friday night yep. out yep. <laughs> for their four thirty yeah. night out. But yeah, I mean, early bird starts at three at Sizzler. That's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jeremy, what kind All right, of? So I'll start by saying. I do not buffet well. I it's probably been s- seven eight years since the last time I went to a buffet. Anyway, that aside, um, when I do buffet, I bypass the cheap stuff. No salad, no rolls. That just fills you up. That's just garbage. <laughs> I go right for the end of the table, or the steak, or the shrimp, or the lobster, whatever is. the high end stuff. Whatever is. the high end yeah. stuff Prime is, rib. and I'll load my plate with that. Okay, right. so you guys know how I buffet. Um, now I'll tell you, I don't buffet. I, I have put my foot down. Uh, there are exceptions. There you have to make exceptions if you go somewhere like Vegas to like... No. Let me tell you Rio why. Rio or Paris or no. Bellagio. So, Bree and I <laughs> went out on a business... Uh, we're, in, we're in Vegas for business. And I'm like, you know what? Bree's never been to a Vegas buffet. At this point, she'd never been to one. And I've been to several. And I thought... I don't like buffets. They're always shitty. No matter what they are, they're always terrible because the food is always just mass prepared and not great. Tell you what, I'm going to find, so I read a shit ton of reviews for like two weeks to find which buffet I should try in Vegas that was the bee's knees. And I've been to a couple, so I kind of knew what they were. 
Uh, but everything suggested to go to Bechamel, which is the one at Caesar's Palace. We went on, it was a Friday night, I think, right? And so, of course, it's like super expensive night. All told, $200 meal for Bree and I. Buffet. $200 For a buffet. buffet. Oof. And it's, you know, crab and a full seafood. And it was no different than eating at fucking China King on like 45th and State. Yeah, it was <laughs> disgusting. So the shrimp wasn't too bad. But... All the rest of it was just, it was but not good. And even really some of the desserts to fuck weren't up that steamed shrimp. But even even some of the desserts weren't that good. And that's like, you should have gone to the Bellagio. I, I've been to the Bellagio and I don't, I don't I've got stories. Where did, we from take, there. where did we take the girls when we went for that one night when Cassie was sick? We went to a buffet that night too. Uh, it might have been like the Rio. I think yeah, we and that one wasn't very good. They're just, it's buffets aren't good. No. They're just not good. I've tried the most extravagant all the way down to shitty ones, and they all are about the same, and they're not good. The pizza buffet at the pizza place by my house. That would be good. Is it CC's? Do you have a CC's Indian buffet? Oh, uh, Indian lunch buffets no, are usually pretty good. Pizza. They're okay. Not to be confused they're with not as baker. good. That's the thing. They're not as good as just ordering a dish. Yeah. Is, is it's a good experience. way to it's a good way to try a bunch yes. of stuff, which is a good way to get into new food. But it's it also is a buffet. it's also a thing like mm, I'm gonna try a bunch of stuff, but uh, it's all going to be very mediocre. Yeah. So is that really gonna give you the best impression? So, so we're gonna leave you guys with that. Uh, you can <laughs> find Nick Passy on. Sure, you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I do. Uh, Nick Passy music uh, is my Twitter handle. I'm Chips Passy on Instagram. Chips? Uh, Nick, chips, like potato chips. Um, chips and cookies. The Chips and Dales. Music page is Nick <laughs> Passy no, Music. Um, yeah. But there's also just nickpassy.com, right? Which yeah, is probably nickpassy.com. And then you can uh, shop. And there's you can get all your cat and dog related items there. So order some buttons, some coasters. Uh, order his new vinyl. Oh, yeah. Get that. Um, <laughs> you know, please, please buy Shows? Them. Do you have upcoming solo shows? I don't, know, I don't know if you guys can imagine how many 250 of those look like. That's but a lot. I, it's That's probably awesome. It's taken up some space. Did so, you hang them so all order, up on your wall? Or <laughs> I could I could just do a whole wall Hanging of them. from your best Still get a box of nails from the hardware store. People will come over and be like, what is wrong with you? Um, solo shows. So, do you have any solo shows coming yes, up? Yes, I do. Um, uh Remind me when this episode comes out. Tomorrow. 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 Okay. So, <laughs> I. Or today. So, Folk Hogan, while he's looking that up, Folk Hogan's got shows 17. on the 16th and 17th in like 60 places. Yeah. Um, um, I'm playing the Beehive Social Club on the 8th, which is Thursday. I'm playing the Loading Dock on the 9th, which is Friday. Um, I don't have anything going on Saturday, which is crazy, guys. Um, you can come to I'm, the soccer game. I play uh, every third Wednesday at the Shocker Lounge, so the next one is on the twenty first. Um, if you're a weekday, if you're wake weekday kind of person, um, that one's really fun because it's just me. It's very intimate. Uh, Shocker Lounge is next to the Himalayan Kitchen. Oh, okay. Ah. It's the bar that they opened. That's um, you could actually order food from the Himalayan mm. Kitchen, and they'll oh, bring. Cool. And so While you can have like cheap beer and fancy Indian food in the same. <laughs> and watch a show. And that's good Indian food. Too. Yeah, it's really good. And you can watch the show. Um, I've got uh, on the 29th, I'm at Este Pizza in Sugar House. They're doing live music. I'm so on glad Thursdays. you ended up doing that. That's, that's cool. great. Yeah, and um, I've known Stu for a really long time, and he has this dream of when he's. 
he's square like paid off on on that business he's going to open some sort of music venue or start with a festival he's crazy obsessed about music to the point that people have told me you know they've gotten his car to to go ride somewhere and he like puts my cd on and he's like mm-hmm. telling him about him like this happened to my friend jordan that grew up with me and he's like um i've known him for like 16 years so i know about the album but thank you for it <laughs> it's like i've already <laughs> heard it for, um, nick made me listen to it yeah <laughs> um so the the street team is rocking um and then march 31st at the patio which is 328 south state street in salt lake that's um, a lot of that's a lot of shit that's just march and it's i'm booked and booked and booked and i'm i'm filling as much time as possible and if you yeah i'm i'm always taking new shows and Private and it, gigs and all, and his kind of stuff's things. really good. My it's, deck. it's definitely worth yes. listening to. Yes, um, I bought this summer. I bought a really small PA system so that I can do those like little private. Events. I house shows are my favorite. Um, my next tour, I'm gonna. I've you know I've done the bar scene for a lot of years. I'm gonna do private events in people's living rooms. Just get twenty to thirty your your friends. That's awesome. so cool. And and suggest a ten dollar donation, and we'll just set up you know, some hummus and some freaking chips and salsa and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and we just do our next Christmas party. Cause, cause can you, you name it that? Can <laughs> you name it that? Like that yeah. tour? That'd like be the fun, chips actually. and salsa yeah. and hummus? Because you can't, you can't do that with a, a six-piece band. You can do that really well. And I did, um, my friend Brittany, I played her Christmas party, and it was awesome. I That's mean, so cool. Do an ugly That's sweater party. Idea. Yeah, we did the ugly sweater party meets, like, me and I, it was like a short, like 45 minute thing. It wasn't, wasn't one of these like four hour, like sprawls where I'm playing, you know, 50 songs. It was, it was just to the point. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's Anyways, awesome. lots of stuff coming up. So that's, that's a lot of stuff for Nick. And then if you want to get a hold of us, uh, well, you already have downloaded the episode. That's your first step. The second step is to share this episode on social media, uh, Facebook, on uh, Twitter, retweet stuff. Uh, if you want, we want to know your buffet eating style. Yeah, <laughs> actually, we do. Why don't you send us a message? So we've got some really special stuff next week coming up uh, in honor of St. Patrick's Day and our Irish friends. Uh, one, we have a singular Irish friend. <laughs> you have me. You are not Irish. <laughs> Why are you so adamant that I'm not Irish? Because you are the British side of that. The dude How do you know? UK, I just do. You don't do. know. No, For the record, I, Peter did leave a message calling you his Irish sister. So yeah. there you go. Well, that means he's not going to hit on her because <laughs> I don't think incest is okay over there either. Um, you can also see us on our website at thenewutah.com uh, or t- at TNU Podcast is, is Twitter. And uh, thanks, Nick, for, for joining us. Yeah, this has been thanks, a, a yeah. fun, long show. Anytime. For We're kind of glad your brand just got canceled. Yeah.